Hey, it's that time of the day again. You know it. The Robert Chad Bell Show on time and on purpose. We got a lot of healing to do, including the healing of uh, the uh, leaky sieves or whatever that uh, don't protect your privacy. If privacy is an interest of interest to you, we got uh, our two Glenn Meter joining us. There's a big webinar we've got and we're hosting coming up that you'll want to take advantage of. Uh, also, now that uh, I'm back in studio, or I think I am, uh, I'll be able to give you some more tips based on what Super Don is scouring the world or internet for. And we'll go go through some lists for health and healing and things like that. Talk about uh, what's right, what's wrong, what's uh, maybe middle of the road might be right or wrong. I'm not sure. Actually, I'll be sure. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I'm a little punchy McStuffins today. I'm not all recovered from the trip, but it was a great weekend at the Red Pill Expo. And I hope that you, if you haven't uh, gone to one, you plan to go to the next one. We'll get you more info on that as well. Uh, let's see. Did uh, the FDA uh, approve community for adolescents? Ooh, that's, yeah, you're going to find out. I've, I've got a lot to say about that. And then uh, other ways to boost gut health. Finally, is college worth the cost? That's the uh, email uh, blast poll question of the day. We'd like to get a sense of that from you. We'll cover that a little later with Super Don. So stand by. This is the place for health, freedom, and healing liberty. RobertScottBell.com slash listen. Share the show. See you in the chat room and see you on the air. In just a couple of minutes, we're getting started now. The Robert Scott, the Bell, Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Hey, y'all, uh, did, did, did you ever ask yourself the question of why? Why do I fight for freedom? And I'm not talking about me. I'm like, why do you? Why do you stand for freedom? Why do you speak out about freedom? Why are you concerned about the loss of freedom? I uh, know I'm asking that most sincerely, most seriously. And some would say, well, because freedom is awesome. Because freedom is great. Because freedom is better. How, I want to go deeper than that. We, we can go to certainly founding principles on which the United States, these United States were founded. Declaration of Independence, we've gone through many times. Articles of Confederation to the Constitution. And I think these, these men were in, inspired, I believe, from a far higher place than government to try and limit government because they knew the risk to freedom that had occurred, a real risk, the clear and present danger always of government encroaching on freedoms that exist or pre-exist government. But never before had it been a had it been attempted in recorded history with a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. Now, I was with, of course, great group of folks. That's a lot of individuals together we call a group, <laughs> sort of an abstract. Like you could say, there's a forest. It's filled with trees, but they're individual trees. The forest is an abstract in a sense. But individuals within a large group gathering, so to speak. And these people were very concerned, as you might imagine, as many of you are that tune into the Robert Scott Bell Show two hours a day, six days a week or more or less, whatever it is you can do. And I, you know, I asked that question because maybe we'll find common ground, even among those of us that really are concerned about the loss of freedom, loss of liberty, and want to reestablish our working hard strategically and in other ways to find out how do we regain the ground that we've lost, recognizing that. All things are possible in terms of what we must consider, even though the least uh, aspect of what we want to consider is that which is even written into the Declaration of Independence. We want to defend our ground, but how do we gain it? Can we gain it nonviolently? Can we gain it back 
because they've taken it from us violently. And in some cases, nonviolently, just by the threat of violence, we've gone, oh, okay, okay, I'll, I'll back into this corner over here and you can have whatever you say I have to do there, right? And then we make exceptions and we hyphenate, you know, freedom. If I talk about health freedom, it's hyphenated freedom, even though it's much of the basis of the Robert Scott Bell show. So why are we disturbed? Why do we want freedom? And I asked that question, maybe that could be a great poll of the day, Super Don, or maybe I'll answer it and I'll give away my perspective and it won't be a good poll of the day moving forward. I don't know, but why? And I, I was thinking about this as I was out in the garden. Great place to think. I was so happy to be out in the garden. Things are just growing beautifully, flowering, fruiting, vegging, <laughs> all of those things that are happening out there. And, and it's just an abundance that is occurring that I'm just so grateful for. And I thought, why? Why do we want freedom? And I thought, well, could it be, could it be, positive question, that that is our natural state? Is our natural state freedom? And then you could point out, but Robert, wait a second, look at the whole history of humanity. And it's filled with evidence that is, you know, sort of in opposition to what you just said. Isn't our natural state freedom? You're like, no, no, look at all the wars, enslavement and deception and, and suppression and all of that. And I say, well, yeah, you're right about that. I'm not going to dispute that. That history is real. And we have not certainly lived up to the ideals. If I say our natural state is freedom, then the question is, who is the us or who is the me? Who is the we? Who is the you that I'm talking about? And for lack of a better way to say it, if I use the term soul, S-O-U-L, You've heard me say this for long-time listeners many times. I don't have a soul. And you're like, oh, yeah, I knew that Robert was soulless. And I say, whoa, 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 hold on. I am that soul. I am soul. And you don't have a soul. You are that soul. So if we talk about a spiritual reality, the essence of creation, being a spark of God, created in the image of God, what am I talking about? Is it this physical shell that we inhabit while we're here, or is it soul's natural happy place and state to live in freedom with God or creation or creator. I think, well, that aspect of who we really are clearly bleeding through and bled through big time, no pun intended in terms of shed, shedding blood, but in the dawning of the American experiment. Why did they desire freedom? Oh, sure, it's better than being a slave, but some people are happy being enslaved or at least contented enough not to do anything about it or even partially enslaved. We talk about hyphenated slavery, right? Debt slaves, for instance. You're not actually being whipped physically to do jobs like picking whatever, but you're actually working to pay somebody else's debts that they ascribe to you because you've been assigned a number by your parents that didn't know better that locked you in, you didn't know, to be collateralized for somebody else's debt. And so you're an indentured, or in that case, they say voluntary servitude. Remember what was, what was banned with the, was it the 13th Amendment? Again, I get the numbers mixed up now. I'm just, I haven't slept all that well even last night. I got, woke up with a headache. I had to do some coffee. Yeah, Super Don, you know what I mean. And I'm on the mend, but I, I realized that that trip was pretty intense to the Red Pill Expo. When you uh, lecture and MC from morning to night, two days in a row on top of the travel on either side and everything else, uh, I, I feel it. I do. And, I, and I'm, 
I am uh, not one that says, I am invincible. <laughs> I think that's a pretentious place or space to be unless we're talking about, again, the deeper discussion that I opened the show with. Completely unplanned, completely unscripted, as usual, Super Don's pulling his hair out going, what are you talking about? This is not the opening story. I'm like, yeah, I was just so moved in my, in my garden to open to talk about this. And so I'm talking about it. We talk about the essence of our, let's say, real origin point, who we really are. Going deep now, as I said, that soul that's a happy, spiritual, free being within the universes of creation. And for some, dare I say the word reason, or maybe even debt, karmic or otherwise, we're here to, to, to learn and to struggle through things, to triumph over things. And we see so many gathered, like at the Red Pill Expo and other events that I get to attend and travel, whether locally or all around the world, mostly in the United States now, where people are yearning for the freedom that they didn't even know they lost because suddenly it got uncomfortable enough. The heat got turned up enough. It's like, ooh, that, that ooh, ow. Now I'm going to consider what you guys have been saying. You know, the Ron Paul people, the Ron Paul revolution. Yeah, I think I, now, I, now I get it. Now I understand sort of what they were talking about. But I'm saying it goes so much deeper, more deep, deep, more deep, more deeper than a political yearning, even though political freedom is part of it. Remember, the foundation of America was, was you know, settlers came to this, this continent for spiritual freedom, religious freedom. They didn't like to be told what they could or could not do in terms of worshiping uh, the God of their choice or their perception or belief. And those that love liberty sincerely and are not hypocritical about it are not trying to establish a theocracy in America, right? Because you have many devout religious people, whether it be Christian or otherwise, that, that say, we want freedom now. And acknowledge that in not too long ago, many of those were trying to restrict freedom based on their belief system. And so they got so-called bad rap about, oh, they want to censor us, they want to restrict us. And now, ironically, the religious left which is a cult has a cult-like devotion to collectivism, as G. Edward Griffin talks about extraordinarily. But even people on the right are, have fallen prey to collectivism. As I said, the forest through the trees. You can call it a forest, but it's still made up of one tree and one tree and one tree and one tree, just like the mass of humanity. Millions, billions, yet it's made up of individuals to add up to that number. The abstract is the collective. The, de the definitive is you. It's me. It's the individual. The ultimate minority that needs to be protected is the individual, which is, again, coming back to the foundations of American liberty and limiting and restricting government so that this would not be a democracy because democracy, once again, two oncologists and a homeopath voting on whether to give more chemotherapy to a cancer victim. In a democracy, who wins every time? Now, you'd say that, well, the homeopath has an opportunity to convince those two oncologists that his or her way is better. But at the same time, what if you can't convince them it's better? And what if that cancer victim, so to speak, wants the homeopathy? Do those two oncologist doctors get to overrule now what would be considered equal, 50-50? Or, or does it matter? Do that, does that person, the patient, does they even get a vote? And so when we yearn for freedom, it's about a yearning for self-determination, a yearning to say, you know what? I want to live my life as I want to live it. And of course, we learn through time, hopefully, when we're younger rather than older, although it takes time for some, 
that when you say you want to live your life the way you want to live it, you recognize the limits of that living are its direct impact in terms of violations of the right to life, liberty, or property of other people. And so I come back again to the why do you want to be free? I mean, people may have various answers, of course. If you ask a, you know, a six-year-old, a 12-year-old, an 18-year-old, all of these cycles of life, the answers may change. But when you get to, a, a, I'd say, a deeper spiritual, some would say religious understanding of freedom, I say it's because that is our natural state. Not everybody is there to acknowledge and recognize who they are as soul in God's creation. I recognize that's part of the freedom as well. But as long as they're not bothering you in terms of pro prohibiting you from doing what you want to do or violating your rights and you're not violating theirs, that's the freedom that we, I believe, yearn for because that's, as soul as a creation or spark of God, the creative principles are very much in, in line and in tune with that very creation. We just have to remember that imagination, that creativity that is connected to the source of all sources and play it out out here. Yet we are continually distracted to hate one another, to divide, you know, because of the divisions that are artificially created by those that know if they can play out the Hegelian dialectic on us, we'll continue to look at it's the problem. It's only the left. It's a problem. It's only the right. And forget that, well, we all have leanings right, left, center, up, down, every one of us, even those are the staunch you can ask questions about. Them. I've talked about this in terms of uh, wherever you go to church, synagogue, temple, or mosque. If you were able to ask everybody there, about the theology and their beliefs. You'll find that everybody has a different interpretation at one level or another or belief about it. So what do you do? Kick them out? It's not the same. It's not uniform as it should be. And even if you could point out the failings or shortcomings in anybody's belief system or dogma, if that belief system or dogma is helping them to lead a better life, a happier life for themselves, do you invest time in destroying their belief just because you're right and they're wrong? Or do you say, my gosh, there's a love in that person who believes that. I don't necessarily share that particular belief, but I'm, my gosh, I'm going to support them in their efforts to be better, and good and kind and loving and all of that. And I don't know, maybe this is an appeal uh, to, to breaking down the walls, the artificial walls that divide us on the freedom issue. Because when you get together in freedom, you're going to find people in that freedom community. I want this to be part of the freedom. You're like, oh, no, I don't want that. It's like, wait a second. As long as they do that, don't hurt you or anybody else. What is it your business? And I think that's the maturation, if you will, of so-called the political right over time, where they used to be advocates for mass censorship on certain things that they are opposed to that we might here be opposed to. At the same time, now they're great defenders relative to what they were of that freedom of speech. And now we've seen the left, the pendulum has swung, and they have become the cheerleaders for censorship for restricting, for dividing. And so again, it goes back and forth. It's not like I'm saying one is more righteous or worse than the other. It's just the reality of uh, the transition over time that we witness. The question is, do you find that balance point, that principled stance where nobody sways you right or left? And now I'm not talking politically necessarily, but when you have a principle and I've asked the question about what is it about marriage? You compromise, right? Yeah. If you're married, you know, 28 years here, buddy. <laughs> compromise on certain things, but not your principles. If you have to compromise on your principles, then there's something, there's a misalignment in the marriage. And then you hope that you figured out those principles. You've come together with your spouse before you get married or spouse to be and say, you know, these are our principles. And, you know, you might have to evolve and work through. And, and there might be a time that comes when your principles shift. You're like, I no longer share that principle. And, and, and it becomes an incompatibility issue, perhaps. So I'm not 
uh, uh, disparaging anybody that the marriage didn't last. But it's great when you can make the commitment and keep it uh, even through tough times because you haven't really abandoned the principles. You just you've been through stuff. Everybody goes through stuff. So the question of why do you want freedom? Is it because it is your natural state? It is my natural state when we get to the deepest core of our being, our essence, our existence. And then then we ask, how does it manifest out here within the so-called perceived or real limitations of the physical world where there are so many competing interests and so many distractions trying to sway us from that love of freedom that we claim to have and we'll say, it's good for me and my pal over here and these people that I like over here, but not them. And the others that would say that to us and that it, it's a source of, of course, conflict, but perhaps it's a, it's a source of how we mature spiritually speaking and regain a semblance of, uh, the genuine living, the principles that you claim to have, that I claim to have. And if I fall down on those principles, of course, I've got my humble and lovable producer, super Don to call me out or my wife for that matter. Got my radio wife here, super D bring him in into the mix after how, how is that for a curveball today? My, my brother, that's where it went. Unmute yourself so we can hear your thoughts. What, what were you saying? Let me have it. Go ahead. Tell me how were you talking about? I didn't even cover the story yet that you want me to cover. Were you talking about something? No, I, apparently you were zoning out. Good, uh, good. I was talking about you the whole time. I, I wasn't. Of course. It's it's a it's a classic RSB stream of consciousness, right? Yeah, it happens once once in a while. I'm a home now. I had a what is great freedom? experience. Why do you want freedom? Yeah, is that a good poll question? Maybe but we got to talk general. about the options. The, the problem is, it's not like a what is freedom fill in the blank. No, no, it's not. You're it's, right. It's multiple choice. So not only yeah, you or it's a paragraph. You have to. It's a paragraph answer. You have to give and, a paragraph. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, you'd have to come up with all the possible uh, responses. Yeah. Unless you're going to lump a bunch of people into I don't know, which is your favorite yeah. one. So. I, you know, I, I guess the reason this happens, Super D, is because I, I wax poetic and philosophical, especially when I do like a freedom-oriented conference and G. Edward Griffin, the oh, okay. just a national yeah. treasure, and I hang out with these people, and they're really getting into the depths of, of you know, the whys of it and the how, the, the, the strategies and things. So I, I ask that deeper question is, well, if it is it, look it is an interesting question okay mm -hmm. you know when you when you think about how you know uh, our parents let's say i mean how far back you want to go look at our grandparents if you'd mm -hmm. asked them that question right yeah. uh and then you asked our parents the question and then you you know then you answered the question and your kids answered the question chances are mm -hmm. you're going to get a somewhat different answer that's going to have changed over time and why mm -hmm. is that because as, as new generations grow up, the freedom they know is what they they know, right? Yeah. At, that, at that moment in time, mm -hmm. you know, that the, they're in, um, yeah. what, do, what is freedom then, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and the, where I'm going with that is that freedom has changed over the generations. You know, what we consider mm -hmm. freedom today, let's say somebody sure. was born, you know, uh, 15 years ago. Now they're a teenager, right? Yeah. You, they, you would they only know what it is they know based on what it is society, you know, is, is presenting. To well, them. and also, you know, the age groups, I mentioned that you ask a six year old, you ask a 12 year old, you ask an 18 right. year old. Yeah. They're different phases of life where you'll perceive it. Of course, greatly different. It's a hundred percent true. Could you imagine hmm. our grandparents just like, let's just say you brought, you know, brought them in to, if you still have grandparents, cool. If you don't, I don't hmm. mind. Mine have all passed away. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just due to time, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, if if they were alive today Mm -hmm. and they were looking at what's going on, what would they say? Hmm. You know, would they look like, or let's say great-grandparents. Let's let's go back another generation. And if they were looking around, they're going, wait a minute. This is... This is what I talk about. uh, What what do I have to do to buy a gun? Right. right. You know, I mean, what what, what is that? You can't do that. You can't make me have to sit here and jump through all these hoops. You know, I'm I'm, going to buy a gun. You know, I can't eat what? Or Mm -hmm. I can't what? I can't do what for my health? I can't do what? You know, it's it's, just... So I I still perceive Superdee, even though there's so many failings and shortcomings to the United States of America and the people and the government, all of that, we acknowledge it's still as a basic starting point the premise the principles are something uh to greatly aspire to and to restore and yes do it differently in a sense because you know at the dawning here's the question dude okay okay and i I know we've 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 kind of played around with these scenarios before in the past Mm -hmm. um is it even possible yeah is it possible to restore these things that we've lost in some cases i would say maybe not Hmm. maybe we've gone so far that you know it's it's it, it, maybe have we reached a point of no return on some of these freedoms that have been taken away over the last 40 50 years mm-hmm. is it possible to restore that there's a question for you yeah <laughs> i i what think would your answer be yeah since no i getting, think the, since we're getting into introspective here yeah the answer for me is a most definitive yes but okay. how it manifests compared to how it's manifested previously i mean there are certain patterns that reemerge now, definitely but there's a difference though. yeah now you might say yeah i could restore that. i could go out and i will i will restore that right to myself mm-hmm. but when we look at it and, and from a societal perspective is it possible to do that in a society Mm-hmm. at this point or are there yeah. too many people that yeah. have just gotten used to ah oh, yeah they said i can't do it so i can't do mm-hmm. it well and your your question is an excellent one it really is as i mentioned that that kind of analysis or analogy if you will of a forest which is a group of what individual trees as you know a society is a group of individual people and we have so many different perspectives or if i if i'll say it this way consciousness levels and i don't mean to say this in a uh, a judgmental oh i'm smarter or great it's not about that it's about a shift in or, or a sense of you know how do you perceive reality and then what's important to you based on your experiences in life and they're always going to be different that's the most amazing thing it was like well let's try to make it so it doesn't matter what you know where you're at in that regard as long as you align with one fundamental principle that is acknowledging or granting the same freedom that you would want granted to you, you know, whether it's a golden rule and that's a high ideal. That's obviously not been one we've kept up with in the United States over the years. We've fallen down as uh, many cultures haven't even attempted, if you will, to establish this um, concept that I've tried to lay out that our very existence, our self as soul our spiritual self that exists here in the body, it's natural state is freedom. And its natural state is to be happy, in fact. And so our desire at a certain point to kind of break out. And then, then we, when we try all these different things to fulfill that sense of what we're desiring. For many in America, in the West, it's been a pursuit of material stuff, hasn't it? That's been an ideal culturally, societally. It's like, wow, you'll, get, you'll be happy when you have, you know, how many yachts you want to water ski behind. Remember Gordon Gecko, that kind of thing. Uh, and then the people that have done that have said often, I wasn't any happier. I was even more miserable. There were bigger problems. 
and this is not me saying materialism in and of itself is always bad. I mean, the fact is we have material bodies, so that's part of the world. But then again, some of the greatest people that have been the happiest had very little or no possessions at all. And is that me arguing for communism? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Because the idea, if you will, of communal and con it, it, it's it, what they lose fundamentally is choice is again, freedom agency. That very thing that I ask, why do you want freedom? Because it's your natural state, because it's what God or creator, whatever you perceive it to be granted you before you even got here. And so we continue to try, how do we find our way back? Now that leads itself to various spiritual teachings and religions that say it's not possible to have that freedom here. Really? I mean, yeah, you could try, but the real freedom is after you die. And then you get the idea of, you know, the holy wars or the jihad, the jihad, in fact, in, I believe interpreted properly, not from a fundamentalist, uh, I'm going to kill you perspective is a war in a sense on your, with yourself consciousness to, to overcome the limitations or overcome the things that keep you trapped and attached to, to worldly things. So is it that we have to give up on all worldly things and go, well, I'm going to be an aesthetic and, and I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to go into it, into a cave and contemplate my navel. And I had thoughts like that super deep when I was growing up. I'm like, man, if I can only get to a cave and just leave me alone, yeah. spiritual enlightenment. And then uh, I found you know, out there are, there are people yeah. that, that have figured out a way to do that sort of thing mm -hmm. without having to go into a cave. Mm -hmm. Um, living a very minimalist lifestyle is kind of a thing. Well, what are you talking or about? Micro home? Yeah, well, that's one part of it. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's it's it, the the what do they call it? Tiny houses? Yeah. You know, where they, they I'm hearing people certain. are saying your levels are lower than usual, which I don't understand. I'm seeing comments about that. Um, here, let me do this. Yeah, bring it up a hair. Check, 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 yeah, check. Yeah, they want to hear you. That's better. Thank you. Is that better? Okay. Especially I don't know you, what's going on or why you, he's doing that. Have, but. have you de-squoken your chair? No, I have not. Dude, what have you been doing all weekend? Don't re -squeak, no, re -squeak absolutely nothing. I've just been sitting <laughs> <on> my... <laughs> Priority not number one. Yeah. Let's just say it that way for you those know. that are complaining. Uh, I had nothing yeah. to do ever. Take it up with Super Don, right? I can't. But, I don't, okay, my... so hopefully that's better. I yes, cranked that better. up a bit. Yeah. Okay, good. anyway. No, um, listen, great, great discussion, great questions as well. And yeah. and uh, this is the kind of thing I, I love to do from time to time. It's not like I intend to, but I remember, yeah, there are fundamental things that we do here that are unique and perhaps different than other places. And and the ability to turn on a dime uh, with different subjects and topics, it, it keeps it intriguing and interesting to me. I hope you find it interesting as well to consider these things. And, you know, as we are Maybe the word struggle is one you don't like, but struggling to find our way. And that's what I see at uh, these various freedom type meetings is like, well, what do we do strategically? We keep coming back to, I want to be able to vote somebody better in. Yeah. So let's, let's get in there. Now, I think the most fundamental aspects of that would be local, 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 where you actually can make a, a big shift there. But at the same time, you see the, the corruption at the higher, higher levels you go of centralized bureaucracies, inevitably further and further from accountability. Then you have the souls that are souls, just like you or me having different experiences, find that they are artificially or the illusion of removal from accountability and responsibility for actions results in their willingness and, and, and actual actions that you would call, if not horrible and criminal, even evil. As we've seen in experiments over the years, when people are convinced there is no consequence to your action, then they will actually, if they believe it, they will do horrible things. 
And yet, the, you know, the, the idea of religions was also to kind of call that to the carpet, say, hey, there are consequences to actions. You should do right. You should do good. Golden rule kind of stuff. And some of them became so authoritarian that the only reason you do good and right is your fear of retribution or burning in hell. And I thought, well, that's one way to do it. And my perception of righteousness or goodness is doing something for the sake of doing it because you you know it's right, not because you're afraid of burning in hell or anything like that. You're just like, oh, man, it makes me feel great. I feel great doing something that's really kind and nice and loving, that kind of thing. And But it takes doing the wrong thing. How many times until you go, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't want nor need to do that anymore. That's the school ground, if you will, my perception of this earthly reality. Now, some people perceive that you got to get it done in all in one lifetime because of their dogma and belief system. And others believe that's not right. That's not fair. You can't ever get it in one lifetime. And so others will believe that, hey, I've had many lifetimes, but not corporeal, not in a body. Right. I've had experience before I got here and I, whatever. I, you know, it doesn't bother me what people believe, per se, as much as, you know, the impact on how they live their lives. And that's why I was talking some stuff about belief systems, dogma within various religions. And it's like anybody can go and nitpick and go, oh, that was based on this. It's false. And you, you get into trying to destroy people's belief systems for what end to what end. And I say, I would rather be inspired by someone of any faith because they are doing something that is so uplifting and loving. You're like, man, that's an inspiration. But then also not be so naive to say if one person did that, that everybody's going to do that because it's it's humanity. <laughs> It's a sea of various experiences and states of consciousness within this lifetime or however you perceive lifetimes to be. And so here we are talking two hours plus a day, six days a week about various things that concern you. Obviously, you wouldn't if it, there was no concern to you, you wouldn't be here. Thoughts, considerations, topics. Topics are fascinating. The people for me are the most interesting. Being able to engage and ask questions of folks that, you know, it, they enliven my life. They're like, oh, I never thought of that. Or I have, and now I'm seeing somebody else. It's like, that's so exciting. You know, if I've been doing that for 30 years and somebody else says it, I'm like, I'm happy. I'm not like, well, where have you been? Okay, a little bit. <laughs> where have you been? Water's warm. So if we, uh, if we uh, go into the uh, articles today, and, and one, of the art, one of the things we're going to discuss today is privacy, pri a privacy action plan that Glenn Meter has set up. I mean, that's part of, you know, part of me is uh, here I am out front and center the world can see me not that the world is watching but you know what uh, you can you can tune in to this even though we've been banned in platform in a lot of places you know if you want to know what i think and feel and see you got it. it's right here so i'm hiding in plain sight so on one level we go well everybody knows everything about you anyway what are you going to do and, and i get that perspective i do in another sense it's like well it's just not right i mean how would you feel if your neighbor was prying everything you were doing? You're like, well, I don't like that. But, you know, when the big bad government or non-governmental agency, are, ah, well, whatever. So some of the some of these concerns are, I think, are still very real and legitimate in terms of privacy and how to protect it. So we are going to cover that uh, next hour. Uh, and before I go into the story Superdon set up for me, which I am, uh, I just want to say again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Tor McPartland. I hope you listened to the Sunday broadcast where I interviewed him about the history of Orange Guard the delimining that is so amazing. And, and I would say if you have any glyphosate or any toxic pesticides, neonicotinoids or anything like that, send them to, I don't know, how about the FDA? Send them to the ACIP committee. Say, here, drink this. <laughs> you think those jabs are so safe for kids? Drink this and then let's talk. 
And then you can have your delimiting, your Orange Guard. So check out orangeguard.com. You can get it at the local Ace Hardwares. You can order it directly. This stuff is awesome. It should be in every household. But if you ever deal with ants, little little bitey, stingy things, they're not going to kill your environment. They're not going to kill your cats, dogs, or kids, or you. And uh, I know, Super Don, have you put that little, the shorter version of the video where I actually sprayed that into my mouth and drank it on the air yet? Is that out anywhere? I know that um, you also uh, finally have the Zoom video from the, our last AMA. I apologize. I just Zoom. downloaded that. that yeah. yeah. Zoom was a pain in the you-know-what, trying to get them to figure, I mean, just crazy the customer no service until they finally did it, and it even took longer than that. But well, you, I got you to listen know. to one of those calls, and it was just, they, you want to pull your hair out yeah, trying to talk to these people. Oh, it's horrible. But yeah. it's a system we've used for our AMAs each month, and I love that we get to meet together, and I hope that you'll plan to be with yeah. us the next one and become a patron supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show. There are, there are a lot of extra things, and we'll be adding more all the time. So thank you for that. So in answer to your question, no, yeah. I do not have that up. I need to put that up uh, okay. um, somewhere. All right. All right. Well, shout out as well to Trinity School of Natural Health, trinityschool.org. Shout out as well to who else? Nutritional Frontiers and their awesome CBD hemp products. And I recognize that CBD and hemp products are just like not the thing anymore for people. Like it was exciting. It's like this is still something I do every day and I encourage you to do every day. If it works for you, it works great for me. All of their certified organic U.S. grown hemp CBD oil products, topical, transdermal, the, 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 the gummies and stuff. Go to CBDNF.com. Use the code RSB15 to get a discount. Get the samples. Take a picture of the sample. We, I've been through this. I'm not even going to repeat it now. But there, look at that. I want your picture up on this wall so you can potentially win. It's been a while. Yeah. I'm waiting. I haven't, haven't gotten one in a while. I'm waiting. So we got the August 6th event coming up, Trinity school we got october 15th and 16th we got a lot of upcoming events we'll get into that in a moment but the first opening story technically is the white house covid czar dr ja ja he 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 said he figured out why so many people don't trust the science you mean they finally figured it out they finally figured it they've out. been working on that one for yeah. a while and what is dr ja uh for various reasons i hate looking at people and saying, well, I'm going to classify you by your star-bellied snitch or something, right? But that's what they do, right? This guy is, I don't know, Indian, Pakistani, uh, Dr. Ashish Jha. But he says the problem is there are not enough black scientists. <laughs> Wait a minute. Should I laugh at that? I don't know. I don't uh, know if you're going to get in trouble for that. But it's that's silly. what he basically it's said. True. It's black true. people don't trust it because of Tuskegee, uh, because of uh, Henrietta Lacks. And it's like, if we only had more black scientists trying to convince you that the science is real and that I am science and you shall not, if you question me, you question the science and they see faces like their own. How insulting is this? Does anybody see the, I, I dare not use the term racism, but certainly something not good that this Dr. Ja is saying. If, oh man, if only had black people had more black faces to look at in the science, they'd trust science again. Yet, who was it that they hired on to get people to take the jabs in the music industry. Wasn't there like a rap star that did some kind of... They, uh, this was a year ago, I think, or a little over a year ago when we were kind of in the thick of things. And yeah. uh, Daryl McDaniels, he's the he's the, the one half, well, I guess really the one third of uh, Run DMC, the rap group. Yeah. Uh, he did a rap about how people needed to get vaccinated and it was good and it worked and it'll save your life and all that kind of stuff. And I remember there was a backlash on, on Twitter by black people 
uh, just going, oh, great. Well, now the you know the rapper rapped about vaccines. Now I'm going to run out and get one. You know, it's like uh, people were offended by that. And in this mm-hmm. case, yeah. you've got this jaw jaw guy, mm-hmm. and he literally says, he says, for many people of color, this mistrust is often due to not seeing diverse faces yeah. or faces that look like theirs in positions of power within the public health system. So basically. He's saying, you know, if we just had more black people with a lab coat saying get vaccinated, yeah. uh, then suddenly all of the all of the the, the, the African Americans would run out and get their vaccines because a black person said they should. It's like, in other so- words, black like, people are, according to him, and I'm just this is the interpretation. Like, turn down your mic a little bit. Now it's redlining a bit. Is it too? Yeah, just a little bit. The interpretation, yeah. I, I, you know, I, what it yeah. sounds like he's saying is that black people mm-hmm. are not smart enough. To come to their own opinions that they will do anything that they see another black person say that they right. should do. Again, how insulting is? I mean, this really? is a guy that nobody is anybody calling him out. I bet. I bet there are comments about this that people are calling him out. I didn't look at the comments on this if there are any, but I bet there are a lot of people that see this the way I just pointed out and you pointed it out as well. You know, listen, there's nothing wrong with diversity. Okay, yeah. I get it. But diversity of is course, more than skin color. Let's just say but, that. You know, and that's diversity the thing. of thought that they don't want. That's what makes this this conversation mm-hmm. so difficult is because it's not like you want to exclude people mm-hmm. based on the fa- on on their 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 color of their skin. Yeah. I, that is wrong. But at the same time, I think that really it should be about merit. It should be mm-hmm. about qualification. It should be about whether they are are capable of doing the job. And, and if they're the best one for the job, not because of the color of their skin. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that you know, you should exclude people that way, but you shouldn't then put people in position based solely on the color of their skin as well. Mm-hmm. That they're, you know, it's, and I know that, but, you know, some people will probably be angry at me for saying that. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe in quotas. Yeah. I think it's wrong. It's the same thing with women. I, I hate these things when I read these articles about, Women are making less money than men, you know, doing the same job. And I just, I'm just like, why? Mm-hmm. How is that even a thing if that's true? Yeah. How is that even possible? I don't even and, want to and, talk about that. Honestly, I know you but, don't, but I got to, yeah, I'm just yeah, saying, I'm drawing yeah. the analogy where it's just like, so here we're talking about the color of skin, mm-hmm. you know, black people, the reason why they don't try, maybe it's because you lie to them. Yeah. Maybe it's because you're, you're lying. Maybe it has nothing to do with anybody's skin color. Is that possible? Well, if you can get beyond it. That's why I say soul is what's inside. And I'm not talking about soul, man. But that's the kind of concept I want that is to so. That is just so offensive yeah. to say something like that. Yeah. You know, when you, when you say that it's because they don't see black people in, in, in the health uh, industry, you're basically saying that they're stupid. Yeah, no, I mean, I, that, 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 is, that is an insult to grossly, their intelligence. Grossly insulting. All right, let's move on to another head-spinning story. The Defender is covering the FDA Fear and Death Administration quietly, quietly granting full approval of Pfizer's community vaccine jab, which is not a vaccine, for adolescents. And I, I knew this was going to happen. Everybody knew this was going to happen. Yet community is available where in the United States? And where is the evidence that it actually is safe and effective, so to speak, for that age group or any for that matter? I, I just got to ask the question. Because it ain't, and yet they approved it. Why? Because their goal, their end goal here for Pfizer is to get this voted on by the ASIP committee at CDC, 
put onto the childhood schedule. Look, it's approved. Look, we got approved. Where is it? Where have they actually put it into the arms of children to show that it is safe and effective? They're relying on data for older kids. And even though the data for older kids is ridiculous because it was related to the first wave, so to speak, of the, yeah, I don't even like to get into the whole virus thing, but just acknowledge that that's what they, they tested on. That's what they did with it. And now we're so far beyond that. And now we need to come back with this just so it could get on the schedule. Of course, that's what it is. Black, white, red, yellow, doesn't matter your pigmentation. You should not trust anything the FDA does, much less the CDC. Comirnaty not available because it won't be until it gets onto the childhood vaccination schedule list so it's indemnified from liability. Remember what I said about human beings? When they are convinced that there are no consequences to their actions, they will do things that are downright evil and disgusting. And, of course, with some of the talks, if you if you guys watch the Red Pill Expo, some of the talks about you know the childhood trafficking and all the things that are, that are occurring is more prevalent than you think. Many of you know that, and you go, "Where are it's already bad, horrible the things that are being done." You make it even worse when the government then sanctions the use of a product, then practically mandates it, and says that company that makes it is completely indemnified from liability should that product injure or kill. They're already doing that with the previous generation of vaccines, much less the community COVID jab. So. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I would just say this. It ain't the government that's going to stop it. It's you and me by simply not buying it and not acquiescing or not falling down to so-called mandates or prohibitions based on not getting it either. Unfortunately, the people of primarily, I don't know how to communicate this. Let's just say the people that have been predominant in California, New York, whoever you are, not 100%, but predominantly have just adopted the religion of vaccinology and anything Fauci and the uh, so-called scientific intelligentsia says, and you worship that, that's replaced whatever religion you used to have. And you're free to do that. But when you use the power of government to force others to accept it, see, that's the thing. It isn't the Christian religious right that's trying to force you to become whatever they are. It's the religious left right now. I said it, I had to. They're violating the things they used to complain about the other side. See how the pendulum has swung? Now, I hope the spiritual maturity and political maturity within the right and center and the libertarian uh, realm is able to overwhelm, if you will, the immaturity of those on the left who are just butthurt if they don't get their way. But isn't all we're arguing for freedom? I was talking with Brian Artis again the other day. I mentioned a nice story with Brian. Brian's like, who? he's just a cool guy. I love him. And we were just chatting at, you know, at dinner after the event, the Red Pill Expo. And he was talking about his wife and how, uh, you know, the, after the, the, they lifted all the, 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 the masks, so-called mandates. And his wife was saying, how are these people still wearing it, right? Wearing the mask even afterwards. And Brian said, well, we got what we wanted, which was what? The freedom to choose. That's all. People that want to wear it, it's fine. And I, I said exactly that. That is it. Do you profoundly believe in this concept that even if somebody disagrees with you and vice versa you're like i still support your freedom to wear the mask even if i don't think it's necessary and i still admit and i said this to brian i said i still admit being a little judgy when i see somebody in a car on their own wearing a mask i i can't help but think more on i'm sorry i do i'm just human that way but i'm pretty much not going to say it to their face i mean i i roll down my yellow window and yell it to them but i don't say as i'm passing by they don't they don't hear me they don't see me i don't think i do that really you think it don't you Okay, let's see what else we got here. Uh, deciding it's time to lead a healthy life. Six useful tips for beginners. 
question of the day. Let's do the question of the day real quick. I don't want to miss that this hour. And then I'll try to get to these other tips of the day, if you don't mind. In the show notes, as they are every day, whenever we have them from you. Questions of the day. QOTD. Super Don, you ready? So as we scroll down and find that Grace wrote in. Thank you, Grace, for doing that. Hello. I was wondering whether if someone presents with symptoms characteristic of snake bite poisoning or envenomation, it, would it be appropriate to give something like lachesis or perhaps nausea? I've been following artists on his envenomation theory. Thank you for your input. And that's a great question, Grace. And apparently I got in trouble with one particular homeopath when I kind of mentioned that in one of my talks because I wasn't specific enough about either the potencies, attenuations, uh, dosage guidelines, because, you know, there are certainly attenuation or potency levels. Let's just say that, that uh, I'm not advocating for everybody to just grab willy nilly and just start throwing in your body. And, and it was true. I, I was just kind of throwing out the information there, hoping that you'd figure out, I don't know what to do. So I'll seek the help of a homeopath wherever you can find one. But realizing there aren't enough homeopaths to go around and that all homeopaths do not agree lockstep in anything, almost. My deference is to, from a self-help perspective, is to use the lower potency remedies, but more frequently, whether it be a 10X, a 12X, a 12C, 15X, 24C, 24X, 30C, 30X, even 30C, 30X is considered to me, based on my clinical training and experience in homeopathy, a higher potency than I would normally use. Now, that doesn't mean it's wrong to use 1Ms and 50Ms and LMs. That's not what I'm saying. It's just an acknowledgement of my experience in utilizing these things in a more gentle and safe way but there may be arguments and certainly there are for going to other potency levels that concern this one particular classically trained similimum guideline uh, uh homeopath that took me to task a little bit in, in a question of the day or a comment of the day so here's what you do and if you have this grace you probably do if you're mentioning there are so many snake venom remedies there's crotalus we talk when we mentioned nausea you mentioned lachesis there are many snake venom remedies in the homeopathic materia medica and if you start looking into them and start reading them and saying all right let's check out the symptom picture what matches best with the manifestations of any yourself or somebody you're trying to help and then if you're not a classically trained homeopath and very high potency remedies then consider consulting with one or going like i would do a lower potency to not risk what they call an aggravation healing crisis, approving all of these things that are concerning to some homeopaths out there. But yes, there are indications that are very clear that are lining up with many of the snake venom remedies to really strengthen a very powerful argument that Brian Artis makes, even though I know there are some holdouts and there's some people are like, Oh, I can't conceive of it. But sometimes the most outrageous are actually the right perspectives to have. Because they're right. Whether you believe it or not, the massive amount of symptoms that match up with many of the snake venom remedies, that's enough for me as a homeopath to go, yeah, I'm going to, don't care whether you believe it or not, I'm going to say they symptom, they match up, yeah, apply them. Now, I would not do that in a vacuum. As you know, my training in clinical homeopathy, and if you don't know the basis for clinical homeopathy, check it out. I have a one-hour lecture on demand at Trinity School. It's always at the bottom of the notes. You just click on that, watch it, and learn it. You can replay it. You can learn the basics of drainage therapy, and I'm going to clear the terrain along with then you can utilize these other remedies that are also indicated because everything is going to have to go through the liver, the kidneys, the excretory system, the colon, et cetera. Anything that you can do to enhance the, the pathways of elimination 
is going to accelerate recovery, whether you get a remedy or not. Otherwise, it's only going to enhance, even if you don't do the things in the snake venom homeopathics. Just hitting the terrain in the way I describe it is going to improve things. And in many times, it will reveal hidden things. And the things you thought were the things were happening were just kind of bunches uh, on bunches on bunches. By clearing the terrain, the symptom picture, the similimum even is more easily identified. The clarity becomes fair. So it, it, I mean, I could talk about, again, fourth, fifth, sixth graders. You got a toxic, polluted terrain. Let's just, uh, we think this remedy is right. You give the right remedy, maybe. And yet the polluted, toxic terrain is still the polluted, toxic terrain. How well is that going to, might stimulate the vital force to deal with it, but you still got so much in the way. What is wrong with removing the obstacles to cure? What's wrong with that? And we can do that by enhancing the function, the systems, the energetics, the metabolic functioning of every cell in your body by what? Doing what? Supporting the excretory pathways, the liver the lymph, the kidneys, colon, et cetera. So there you go, Grace. Hopefully that's helpful to you. And hopefully I didn't piss off any other homeopaths. <laughs> if you're really angry, you know, take some stramonium. Uh, let's see real quick here. Uh, tips, tips, tips. Decided it's time to lead a healthy life. Here are six useful tips for beginners. All right, let's go through this real quick. Let's see how right or wrong or neutral I am about each of these and what you guys think. Uh, this is uh, listed at a Art of Healthy Living. It looks like a, a website. Number one on the list, smaller consistent habits are, are better than big rare ones. I, You know, I remember this when I first met my wife-to-be, and she was near thyroid failure. And I had already learned about the importance of eating organic and clearing the liver and taking certain key supplements. And when she saw the reality of that, she's like, all right, I'm going home. Let's throw out everything, all my food in the cupboard everywhere. I'm just going to give it away to people that want it. And I'm starting over organic. That doesn't sound like a small step, does it, Super Don? You're like, <laughs> who does that? Dude, that's huge commitment right there. That was my wife-to-be. Yeah. That's why we're aligned, yeah. and that's why we got married eventually. There you go. She was like, I'm all in. Now, sometimes you are so convinced you're ready to go all in. Now, if it's for the wrong reasons, let's say it was just because, oh, I like this guy, and maybe if I do this, I'll get him, as opposed to I really believe this is important for me, for my survival, my health, which she did. Then it was a transformation at that point. But for those that don't believe it, you go, all right, well, I'll switch out. You know, if you do commercially pasteurized milk from RBGH cows, you switch to organic pasteurized. And then one day you go raw. So these are smaller steps, incremental steps. You say, hey, how do I feel based on that? Yes. For the most part, for most people, that's right, number one. Number two, get ready for the internal struggle. Whenever you're making changes, you're going to come face-to-face -face with beliefs, right? That, that will lead you back. As people said to me, you're going organic? Yeah, that won't last. But where are your beliefs? Are they in alignment with the actions you're taking? Because if you think I'm just making all this stuff up and that I wasn't really sick for 24 years and that going organic is a bunch of hooey, why even bother? You're not going to stick with it. You'll do it for a day and go, oh, that didn't work. And you'll be Unlearning back. can yeah. be a tough process. That's right. Yeah. How serious are you about learning something new or how much you suffer to go, okay, I'm willing to get rid of all of that, I believe, because it didn't work. I'm going all in. So that's interesting. Internal struggle. That's a very real part of that. Hmm. Then it says get ready for the external struggle. You will have changes in your body. You won't feel good. You'll run into people who will try to dissuade you from doing what you're doing. You know, this is the outer peer pressure and other things that happen. 
but it's your journey. How committed are you to your journey? If you've tried all of this and you haven't tried this, and that's why all the, over the years when I talked to parents with kids who are ADHD on Ritalin and they'd say, oh, we tried everything. That's why I'm on, I got the kid on Ritalin. I like, well, did you try this? Did you try this? Did you try that? No, we didn't try any of those. Oh, how about this? No, we didn't try that either. So you get to that point where I tried everything, which is never the case. But at a certain point, like I'm talking with a nice lady, Super Don, right now, she's having some GI issues, some bleeding issues. I'm not naming her name or anything. Uh, and, and, you know, she's like wondering, do I resort to going to a doctor? You know what they're going to do? They're going to put on a steroid to stop the inflammation and all of that. I said, well, the, yeah, you'll have that as an option. The question is, are you bleeding out to death or are you managing blood loss and feeling anemic? If so, what can we do? Homeopathic phosphorus, for instance. We can uh, do more copper and silver, copper orally to build the blood back. There's innate response, iron response, which is a good formula. You could do chlorophyll to rebuild blood. I think mega food is called blood builder is a good one, but you can do more liver or desiccated liver, if you will, supplements from grass fed animals to build the blood. You can, I mentioned chlorophyll, but the phosphorus, if the phosphorus is not working homeopathically, and even if you have a 10X, a 12X, again, whatever you got, I'm looking at low, low potencies repeatedly more than one mega potency. If you don't have, you're on the care of a homeopath in a sense. And then how about rectal installations? If you find that the colorectal region is where the bleeding is occurring, how do we heal tissue external to the body? Silver is often used as wound care because it helps heal tissue very rapidly. Copper is known to do that systemically, but you can use silver and copper rectal installation. Not super non, but everybody else. And in this case, you could bring it to the area of need. Why right? am I always the butt of your jokes? I don't know. Because you're such a good sport about it. Boy, that was a double entendre. That was I great. like that. That was came a good out of one. nowhere. All right. So get ready for the external struggle. Good water is your best friend, but most but bad most water is bad. So yeah. Whether it's echo water, I hope that you'll consider the synergy science, purification technology, and hydrogen. But yeah, that's a basic one. No argument there. Sugar is enemy number one. Well, it's certainly right up there with other enemies number one. But yeah, refined sugars really depletes the body of key minerals, metabolically speaking, and it's it's a disaster. And and yet I may have one more slice of organic uh, chocolate cake for my, my daughter's birthday. Apparently they're still left a week later. It looks like nothing's growing on it. So I might have that. No, it, <laughs> passed the, it passed the sniff test. Yeah. I smelled it. I didn't see anything. Right. Didn't put under microscope. So that might happen. There you go. And then six, learn to read labels. My daughter was great at that. And my son too, you know, when she was going to her friend's houses, her parent, parents of her friends would offer her stuff. And the moment she could read, she le- she recognized the word organic. Is it organic? Yes, it's organic. Can I see? As you look at the label, oh, it's organic. So you can teach that. If, if a kid can do it, certainly adults could do it too. So that's great. That's great. Finally, uh, let's see what uh, a principled man looks like in the in the sport of tennis. Novak Djokovic, who just won. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not vaccinated and I'm not planning to get vaccinated. So the only good news I can have is them removing the mandate, mandated green vaccine card or whatever you call it to to enter united states or exemption it's or yeah i, I don't know whether I, I don't think exemption is realistically possible or uh, if that is possibility i don't know what exemption would be about so i, I don't know that i don't have much chances there i think it's just whether or not they they remove this in time for me to get to to us so what does that tell you about the government of the united states or the people in control of it 
They're morons. You're not going to let Novak Djokovic in? He just played Wimbledon in front of thousands of people, interacting with people. Oh, uh, but he's not safe to come to America. <laughs> right? How, what kind of idiots are running the State Department? Oh, that's probably a question of redundancy on some level, but apparently it's not the U.S. Open that's restricting him, like the Australian Open did. It's Well, and the government of Australia did, of course, too, but it's the, uh, the government of the United States, whatever that is, the de facto stolen government. Are you, are you really not going to let Novak come to America to play in the U.S. Open? I mean, I know it's not the most important thing in the world, but my, my mom loves tennis. She's not even a big Djokovic fan, but she respects him immensely, as, as do I, as do all. And I'm a fan of his just because of his position. I'd love all, for all players to stand up on principle like he has. Even if I disagree with the principle, it's like, well, you stand for something. And Novak does stand for something, bodily autonomy. It's like, I'm... I'm not going to let the government tell me what I have to put in my body. Are you kidding? No, I'm not going. If that's the case, just not going to go. So there you go. Respect uh, Novak Djokovic. Uh, congratulations on winning Wimbledon. Or as I like to say to my wife, Wimpleton. She hates when I say that. I know. I see her face right now. Wimpleton. It's Wimpleton. Oh, ow, ow. I, I can feel her kicking me right now. <laughs> okay, it's Wimbledon. Anyway, we're about out of time for the first hour of the Robert Scott Bell Show back in studio this week. I got some events coming up. Uh, when we come back from this break, I'll share them with you. Uh, uh, what, a couple of uh, in Utah. Then we've got a bunch of, uh, around, out and about or out and about. I hope to see you at one or all of them. And thank you for being here and sharing the show. RobertScottBell.com slash listen, as well as please sign up for email alerts. And Super Don sending out, putting a lot of work into the news uh, releases there. And, and the poll questions of the day, we'll see what that is. If you uh, send my initials RSB to 22828, so text RSB to 22828. If you're not already signed up for email alerts, it'll get you an easy way to do that. And I thank you all for being here. God bless you. The power to heal is yours. Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. What is the privacy action plan? This hour, you're going to learn about it from our uh, first-time guest, Glenn Meter, joining us momentarily as we open the second hour of the broadcast. I uh, just want to say again, thanks for all of you that support this show simply by sharing the show. Honestly, we don't have a broad P- PR support with pharmaceutical money behind us. If anything, that money is probably used to suppress us and limit our reach. So it takes you, you guys and gals, bravely, courageously sharing this renegade radio and now online show as well. Uh, thank you for that. Sign up for email alerts. Uh, if you'd like to become a patron supporter, even as, as little as five bucks a month, it helps out a lot to do some things that, uh, you know, we're trying to implement all of the time. There are new things that we're trying to do to make it better for you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of that. Uh, also, upcoming events, I want to acknowledge uh, a few things that are happening. And once again, thanks and shout out to G. Edward Griffin, the Red Pill Expo, and everybody that was there. Uh, the next one, I'm going to say this, they're trying to set up one as soon as early November. Can you imagine? And where will it be? Well, I, I'll, I'll hold off on that, but it'll be on, it, let's just say, in one of the western states, not a Pacific Coast state, but in the western side of the country, as we were just in Indianapolis. So we'll get you some more Clear your schedule for like one of the first weekends in November. I'm just saying. The Health 
Solutions Symposium is coming up this Friday, July 15th. Go full screen on that if you don't mind, Super D, so I can see it easier on the screen. Uh, let's see. Uh, do, 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 do Health Solutions Symposium. Defending Utah is putting this on with the Health Independence Alliance. Jordan G. Cassidy Gunderson. Jordan, I'm sorry, and Cassidy Gunderson and Dr. Scott Bradley. There's a ticket page link if you come to the upcoming page, uh, upcoming uh, events page. It's at buytickets.at slash liberty training. And uh, very reasonable. Great evening. I'll be there for that. Uh, coming up below, you'll see online events like Becoming Pain-Free. That's happening uh, July 18th through the 24th. Oh, my gosh. We can do a lot for pain. Uh, the Journey of Healthcare coming up thanks to Jamie Dorley and the gang at Nutritional Frontiers. That's Dr. Judy Mikovits. Judy, we love her. Dr. Len, Dr. Tracy Straup, and uh, me. I'll be there in Pittsburgh, PA. And you can get tickets to stream it online as well if you can't make it to Pittsburgh. I certainly hope that you do. Love to see all y'all there. And if you haven't got enough heat this summer, come on and join us in the air conditioning in Mesa, Arizona, August 18th, 19th, 20th, 21st. I'll be presenting. Brian Hooker will be there. A lot of our friends will be there. And it's a, a four-day event. We're going to celebrate as well the first day, the life of Ed Aranga, who passed from this place a few months back, and honor him in, in, the, in the conjunction with the entire event. So hopefully see you there at that one. Then we have the 13th U.S. Health Freedom Congress in St. Paul, Minneapolis, St. Paul. So it's the 23rd and 24th. I haven't been back there in a long time, so I'm looking forward to rejoin my health freedom friends. And maybe you want to be there. Maybe you want to support it if you're a company or you have a product or service the health freedom community would like as well. That's another opportunity to reach out and support the great efforts of Diane Miller and, and the crew there. Then we head down to Orlando, uh, October 7th, 8th and 9th, 40 speakers plus. This is a dynamic weekend in Orlando at the Hyatt Regency. I believe it is, as you scroll down on this one, 7th, 8th and 9th, uh, Hyatt Regency, Orlando. And you can go to wellnessparenting.info to find out about it more. And I hope to see you there. And then I call it the granddaddy of them all. The health freedom expo returns October 15th, and 16th in Chicago, but not Chicago proper, far enough out that I feel good about it. Tinley Park uh, Convention Center, and that one, you definitely want to be there. All of our friends are going to be, all the cool people will be there. The nerds like me, they let me into. So there you go. And there'll be more to announce as we get more on the calendar. So just keep checking in with the upcoming events tab and page. And again, once again, thank you as well. This hour is well sponsored and supported by our friends at orangeguard.com. Orangeguard.com, the pesticide you can drink. Not that I'm saying you should, but I did. And it was fine. Tasted horrible because it's not meant to eat, but it's safety. That's why you can spray it around your pets, your kids, and in your kitchens. Doesn't matter. It's safe in the greenhouse where I've used it. And you've seen pictures of me in the greenhouse with my Orange Guard. There I am. OrangeGuard.com or your local Ace Hardware store has it. Support the good local businesses and support a great business. And Orange Guard putting a good product out there that is not harmful to the environment actually can enhance it and your health around that. So with that, privacy action plans. I, I just like, I don't know what to do for privacy. I'm all in the public, even though I try not to operate in the public. You know what I mean? But what is this privacy action plan? Pray tell. Glenn Meter's here to tell us about it and why you want to plug in to this upcoming webinar that is free. Glenn, welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Thank you very much. You're not kicking back on your couch today. You saw, oh, you saw me when I was out of town. I was uh, in the yep. hotel room on the couch, just yep. chilling. You're chilling. 
Super Don's encouraging me to do more shows where I'm just like, like I have behind me. Let's see if you can see that. Oh, where I'm going to get out of the way. There it is. Uh, you can sort of see it. That's a comfy chair. If there ever was one, if I could set up a table back there, y'all want me to do a show, just kicking back and having it on a table. I would do it. I would That's do it. Right. So we'll see what happens. Maybe I'm just too intense and high strung when I'm standing up, but, but Glenn, man, tell me about your story, how you're interested and invested in, in, in privacy. Of course, it's not something we've never talked about that's a double negative i'm in trouble again with my wife i hear her but <laughs> you've been at it for a long time or is this something new no this is something i've been doing for a long time uh you know i love privacy actually it comes my love for privacy comes from my love for freedom i think uh you know you can't have freedom if you don't have privacy and so that's really the root of what i do that's the why, why i do it um it's it's kind of like the modern day self-defense is the way i look at it you know, you have big tech and big brother, uh, you know, surveilling you and watching you, recording you every day without your knowledge, without your consent. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Edward Snowden revealed this, what, nine years ago. And they're still doing it. They're still doing it more than ever. And uh, just imagine if, you know, the, the England had this kind of surveillance on the founding fathers or oh, yeah. if the Nazis had this level of surveillance uh it would have been a totally different story and and it's something that i feel very passionate about that we have to all protect ourselves for ourselves for our own security and safety mm -hmm. but also for freedom itself i think we have to you know get private ensure our our communications and everything else is is private Glenn, qu classic question. I'm sure you've heard is like, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. Why do I care if anybody, you know that I'm just like, I hate saying it, but again, bring it up for new folks that don't understand the importance of privacy in such circumstances. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how Google and all these other, the government justifies this is they say, if you're doing, if you're trying to be private, you're hiding something that you're doing wrong. But I, I think that's totally wrong. The, the truth is, Privacy is our right, and we have to protect our rights. And so, um, you know, I think it is essential that we do that. And and there's and that's the high, you know, philosophical perspective. But you also have to look at the practical perspective. So privacy and security are related. And so, you know, if, if you look at like hackers and scammers. Why do they keep breaching these big companies? Why do they steal the data from Target and from Experian and from Marriott and all of those places? They do this to, they purchase all the hackers buy these databases on the dark web and they build databases on you, on, on all of us. They build these databases on this and they connect all these dots and they look for patterns, they look for weaknesses um, that's one of the sides of this. So that's the hacker side. And then we also have to look at big tech. Big tech is, um, always watching us every product that they do Google, um, you know, Google owns 91% of searches globally. They 65% of all browsers around the world are Google, the, the Chrome, uh, 71% of all phones are Android. They don't make these products just to provide you with a good product. They do, they make these products specifically for a purpose for you for, to get your information. They're, they're specifically designed for that. So 
you know, we have to, we have to protect ourselves. We have to think, we have to reverse the, the thought process of privacy is our right and we have to protect that. So then is it a matter of uh, technologically, because we're now all dealing with the technology of surveillance as opposed to a time when nobody had 24 seven surveillance devices in their pockets and everywhere they went. Uh, is it is it really a focus on the high technical side of privacy now? Because we, we kind of understood the concept of privacy when we didn't have this. Right. You just you're private. You're in a place and nobody's listening or watching you. And that is no longer the case. So how do we now look at it? And especially as we talk about this privacy action plan, is it all about the technological response to the technological invasion? Yeah. So first of all, I think I think the first step is to understand why why you need to be private, why it's important to become private. Um, the, and, and we also have to change the way we think about it. Uh, so I think the thinking is, is the key thing. But then we have to look at tools. And there are many tools out there that we can use. And, you know, the free market is responding. There are tools and techniques that you can use to get private. And I will say that it is kind of overwhelming. This is why we call it the privacy action plan. So privacy action plan means, well, I guess the origin story is I taught people for, for many years, privacy and, and security. And I did this research and I asked everybody, you know, I've done all these articles. Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing the steps that I tell you to do? And the answer was, it's just overwhelming. There's just so much to know. There's so much, there's just so much to know, so much to think about. And so that gave me the idea of, okay, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put together a plan and just send out two emails every week that just say, you know, okay, now do this, just do this. Don't think about the big picture, just do this. And then the next email I send out, okay, now just do this. And, and, mm -hmm. So you don't think about the big picture, you just focus on the little thing. And, and then we just take you, we take people through it in a planned way. And then before they know it, they're, they've got their privacy figured out. So that's really the objective is the main obstacle is over people get overwhelmed. And so sure. that's how I solved that problem. I, I know a lot about a lot of things. I'll admit it. I don't know a lot about what you're specialized in. And that's why, you know, Super Don has connected us and I'm so glad, you know, we're going to support you in a, an online webinar that is free. And I think Super Don might've sent out a, an email already about this privacy action plan. And it's coming up in two days, three hours, 43 minutes and 24 seconds. You can see a countdown. We have it there. And uh, this is really cool. Five ways to protect yourself from big tech, big brother and thieves who spy on you without your consent. And that's happening Thursday, July 14th, 7 p.m. Central. That means eight o'clock. Eastern time, 5 p.m. Pacific time. And if people sign up, sometimes we have this happen, Glenn. They sign up and like, oh, but I can't attend it live. But as long as they sign up, will they have access to it like as a replay? Because I just want to make sure they sign up for it because they don't they don't get to see it at all. Yeah, we'll have a replay up for a couple of days. OK, um, I mean, it's, it's definitely better if you come live, though, because we do have a Q&A, a live Q&A at the end of the. Lesson. Yeah, so, you might have a question. I encourage you to be yeah. there live. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll go through we'll we'll go through the steps about why you should care about this. Then we'll go through some some things that they can do right now mm -hmm. to get private and secure. And then we will go into a live Q and A. And the live Q and A is actually a lot of fun, and a lot of people 
ask, we get a ton of questions all the time. And so I encourage everybody to come and, and ask your questions. Yep. That'll be great. And, and should they set aside an hour, hour and a half? How long do these things usually last when you're in them? Does Q and a go well, forever? Or? So, so the education class lasts about an hour and then right. the Q and a typically goes half hour to an hour, sure. depending on how many questions people ask. And, you know, I'm, I'm, happy to stay as as long as people keep asking questions so yeah all right so the, this is something that you don't have to be a tech genius to understand is what you're telling me exactly i mean i i tried to gear this for the average non-techie person and i think that's one of our specialties is you know you can get all this data on youtube or whatever but those are usually you know computer nerds talking to computer nerds <laughs> and they don't know how to talk to the average person and mm -hmm. That's what our specialty is, is we, we try to simplify it down mm -hmm. so the average person can understand. Glenn, have you always been in security and privacy, uh, let's say technology, or is this just something that's a thematic part of your life that you weren't officially into and you found out, I, I'm pretty good at this, I put this together. How did this you know, kind of historically evolve in your own life's purpose and mission? Well, yeah, I mean, I've had a newsletter. I, I, I send out a newsletter for about 10 years now, 12 years. And I have just, I guess I've just evolved into privacy being one of the main interests in my life. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it comes from my love of, of freedom. Those two things are totally connected. And mm -hmm. so, I, you know, I was just interested in it. And I've just studied it over the years and, uh, you know, kind of self-taught in all of this, but I have, I've hired a lot of people that are experts that know more than me too. So that's yeah, good. of course, that's part of being smart is finding people that are smarter than you in certain arenas yeah. and fill those gaps and make it work and make it better. Exactly. Uh, and you know, that was kind of the question that came up today as I opened the show, it was pretty impromptu is like, why freedom? We you know, why do we want freedom? And I try to try to go very deep philosophical in terms of what our, our desires are for it. Certainly we talk about the, the very uh, political realities that may support it versus those that don't as well. But we're at a, in a country this is broadcast from and you're in that prides itself on loving freedom and defending freedom. Yet we see some of the most gross violations of freedom and privacy within it. And yet many Americans are still not aware of them. And yet we look at those that lived under tyranny or live under tyranny, communism or otherwise, they, at least they're not under the illusion that they're free. We are, I think that's our big difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think one of the key things that I try to remember, remind people all the time is our, our freedoms and our liberties come from God, not from government. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that's the starting point that we have to all come from. They don't have the authority to take those freedoms away from us. Our freedoms come from God. We have to, you know, we have the Constitution, but the Constitution doesn't grant us our freedoms either. The Constitution protects our freedoms, but we have to protect the Constitution for it to protect us. And so that's that's a very important thing that I think we need to do. I think we need to stop. And, and I think all of this stuff, I think it's more important to work on the local level and the state level mm -hmm. than the, the, the federal level. I think the federal level is corrupt and beyond I think the only way to stop the federal is at the state level, quite honestly. And that's what the Constitution says. The Constitution creates the U.S. that is a decentralized uh, power structure, and the states and the people have the power. And we can check the federal government 
And so we need strong governors out there. Well, we also need to be friends with uh, Michael Bolden from the 10th Amendment Center. Do you know Michael? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know him, but I know the 10th Amendment Center. Yeah. No, you, you, you definitely are aligned with those principles. And, you know, going local is really the, the major and maybe perhaps only impact we can. And as we do that, uh, we would defund that which would uh, use our essence, energy, money, et cetera, to enslave us. And, and of course, on the state level, even it's difficult further and further from home to wherever the capital is in your state and the governor. Most governors are completely compromised and subservient to whatever the federal government says they must do. They haven't all adopted the idea that the states are uh, uh, not servants of, of federal government and that when things are uh, made at the federal level, not in pursuant with uh, pursuance of the Constitution or with it, uh, that it's functionally null and void and the states don't have to participate in it. So we've still got some education to do at that local and state level to strengthen what you say is that foundational, uh, not only principles, but the guidelines within the Constitution itself. Yeah, and I, and I will also say that I think. Sorry, my dog's going crazy. Hey, it's usually um, Superdon's dogs. Yours are bad dog, bad dog. Okay, go ahead. So, I, I think one of the other things that really has me going right now is, I think it's very clear that this whole pandemic thing is specifically for one purpose, and that is to get the social credit system in place uh, in the Western countries. We can see that now in Canada in Australia, in New Zealand, and many places, you know, the blue states and, and Europe, all of that stuff. The red states really have been the only place that have, has stopped the tyranny. And, uh, but, but they have, I think it's important to understand that there is a, there's a bigger plan that they have. They're trying to enslave us with the social credit system. And the final step for this will be the central bank digital currency it is a terrible thing. Mm -hmm. We cannot let it happen. It will enslave us all. Um, and uh, so anyway, I, I try to get that message out there too. Well, Glenn, that's why I say that uh, if you start growing food when you're hungry, it's too late. You're done. You're toast. If you start concerning yourself with matters of privacy and other decentralization issues when you're already enslaved in a totalitarian type dictatorship, it's also too late. Now, the only way out is a bloody you know, revolution of some kind. And some argue maybe that's the only way out at this point. But we're not giving up on some peaceful means by which on a centralized, lo decentralized local level, we can have that impact and minimize uh, you know, injury and death and bloodshed, et cetera, along the way. Uh, but it's also why. I say you talk about a digital currency and social credit system. Why do, why are we waiting to replace or let's say utilize something other than the legal tender Federal Reserve note in exchange for goods and services, et cetera? And in a number of states and climbing, they've reestablished, for instance, gold and silver as, as legal tender. And you can utilize, we talked about the gold backs. They were being used at the Porcupine Pork Fest up in New Hampshire. I saw people utilizing them at the Red Pill Expo. Uh, and, you know, things that now you need to use them. I'm tipping people in gold backs and they're like immediate, like the most amazing thing, even if it's not, quote unquote, worth as much as they think they deserve the tip. They don't care. They're like, it's gold. I feel like I feel better. It's like immediate how that is to go back to that concept of uh, supporting people in ways that are not uh, uh, easily controlled or valued because in, in, in cash, there's privacy, of course. And that's part of the reason for trying to make a cashless society. You will have 
no control over what you can buy. Even as they say, your credit scores are down low based on your behavior, your belief system, your social, whatever. We're not even going to let you buy, you know, groceries, much less go to a bank. So we got to move, remove ourselves from the systems because those are our vulnerabilities. Exactly. And, and we saw this with Canada when they, so, you know, we had the freedom truckers and they froze the assets of peacefully protesting, uh, peaceful protesters, but but also people that just donated $10 to them. They froze their assets. This this shows you what they are going to do. This, this is the power that they are going to put in place. And if and if you do not obey the government, they will uh, they will crush you. And this is what I think the, the whole vaccine passport system is about is just are you are you obeying the government or not? And they're yeah. separating people that are obeying the government from the people that are not. And, well, uh, and they're clearly capable of doing it already, as you've seen. The question is, would they be willing to do it? Well, our neighbors to the north, for those of you in the United States, you saw it happen in real time. And of course, all of your money that you claim you have in your bank account are basically fictitious digits that they can disappear in a moment's notice. And even if they don't disappear them, they can lock them down and lock you out. Yeah. And so if you think that, uh, you know, that's a system, not only of privacy, but of freedom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you're probably not listening and watching the show. You won't show up to the privacy uh, action plan. Uh, that you're revealing in a couple of days, Thursday. So folks, if you haven't gotten the email alert, super Don, do we have this listed or uh, linked in the show notes today? It's uh, uh, July the 12th, 2022. For those of you listening and watching live, this will happen July 14th. Is it in the banner notes? So you can people, can it is it out? It's in today's but, show notes. It went out, uh, email went out this morning. Okay. Uh, to everybody that is subscribed to the newsletter and an email will be going out again uh, on the day of the event. So if you haven't signed up, get signed up now. You'll get the information on how to register and join that on Thursday. Privacy Action Plan. And you founded this when? How long ago? I founded this at the beginning of 2021. Hmm. But I've been teaching people privacy for many years before that, too. Okay. Great. Well, I'm like, I'm excited that you're doing it. And I just, uh, uh, hope that folks realize that there are some simple steps that you'll probably be able to reveal to them, uh, yes. and maybe some other things that you can integrate into, into the lives of those that want to figure out a way through this mess so that they're not trapped in a system of their own making by their even, uh, ignorant participation. And I don't mean, I'm not calling people names. I'm just like, if you're ignorant of something, you don't, you don't know you're going down that road and suddenly you find yourself in this alley, you're like, I would never choose to go down that alley, but they had it painted so nice. I thought it was something different. And then you're done. It's like yep. the, the child catcher and chitty, chitty, bang, bang, ice cream. Right. And they <laughs> entice you with all these wonderful gifts and you go in and you're like, what? I didn't know this was a jail cell. Uh, yeah. So this is part of the things that uh, I know that you are very astute at uh, communicating so that we don't end up in that scenario. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. Anything else, Glenn, you want to share with the audience first time on the show? I'm glad you're here. Yeah, no, I, I love it. I love your show. I love your take on um, all of the COVID stuff. And uh, I think you're right on and I fully support you. So yeah, thank you for having me on. I appreciate that. And and that means you're not afraid of germs. Never. I have never for one second been afraid of this COVID. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never for little... one second. You're just, now you're just bragging. Yep. <laughs> no, I wish more people were like you and didn't fall for it, but 
we've got some work to do in that regard. That's part of what the journey of this show is as well. As we, as we talk, you see this subject matter is not necessarily a health topic, but it is because even the freedom to choose the kind of health care you want in no privacy scenario, you are locked down. You think you're going to find a homeopath and use homeopath? Forget it. They're going to lock that out too. So folks, we need that freedom uh, to have some privacy or a lot more certainly uh, in our lives. And uh, uh, Glenn's going to help us get there. Again, sign up. It's in the show notes today. Superdon will probably send a follow-up email if you haven't opened up and clicked on the link. Save your spot. It's free. It's happening Thursday, the 14th of July, 2022, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And we hope to see you there, Glenn, and I hope to get you back on as a follow-up to how it goes. Absolutely. I'd love to be on. All right. That, that's Glenn Meter right here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Cool stuff, Super Don. Great, grateful to connect with Glenn on that. And again, it's another area where we can shore up and get stronger in our defense of freedom, which is what you know I was starting to t- discuss and ask questions about today. And uh, there's a lot of aspects to it, a lot of facets to it, a lot of things we could overlook that I'm you know blind to. I don't know all of these aspects. So you know, cyber cool. security, cyber security is a is is, is a thing. Mm-hmm. There's uh, actually uh, some people, other people that I associate with that have a podcast. That is all about cybersecurity, and uh, you wouldn't believe, yeah, how much stuff is going on on the internet. Whether we're talking about hacking, mm-hmm. uh, you got ran- ransomware. Yeah. Ransomware is a huge problem for businesses, billions of dollars, mm-hmm. right? That that uh, is, if, if you don't know what ransomware is, you know, they'll what'll happen is somebody will will send somebody an email at like a company, and this can mm-hmm. happen to you at home too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and and in this email they'll they'll trick you into clicking on something and downloading something. Whether they pretend like the emails from somebody you know, yeah. you know, hey, can, everybody's gotten those emails at one point or another. If, you, if yeah. you've had email, where it'll say, hey, you know, did you yeah. see this thing? Click on this link. And if you click on the link, then it downloads the software onto your 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 computer. It will take over your computer, and the only way you'll be able to get access to your data is if you pay money to the 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 hackers. Mm-hmm. And this happens to big businesses and companies all the time, way more mm-hmm. than you would you would you believe. And I, I have the privilege of hearing all this stuff all the time. Yeah. And and so you know this is a big deal. So if there are things that you can do in order to protect yourself from these types of things happening, mm-hmm. then this is what I guess Glenn's going to be talking about on Thursday. It's good information to have for sure. Yeah. If nothing else, you will learn something uh, that you might not have known unless you're already the tech genius that we're not. <laughs> so thanks again to Glenn Meter for being on board. That was funny. You mentioned me on the couch. I'm like, oh, okay. So he's watching. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I was actually, I was chatting with him this morning. He was like, he'd said that he'd been watching some shows and stuff. That's so a, that's I a think, good strategy too. If you're going to be on somebody's show, kind of get a sense of what they're all about. That's well, good. that's true. Yeah. He's a smart guy. That's true. Yeah. And actually it's good when you're going to have a guest on the show too. Although sometimes we don't, we don't have that luxury because we don't even know who they are. Yes, that is true as well. But so, so there's two votes now for me to do the show on the couch, right? You know what? Time. I don't. Here, here's what I think. I don't think no. you should do the whole show on the couch. Okay. I I think either a you should periodically do a show on the couch, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you could do part of a show on the on, couch. On okay. the couch right? That's an interesting thing. You know, it's like uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. 
right? Some of the show was in the house sitting down. That's right. Others was out and like wearing the sweater, not wearing yeah, the sweater. Out, you know, come on. So yeah. switching it up, we'll we'll switch it up. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what it is when we go out of town and do the remotes. It's obviously switched up big time in that. But it was a kind of a cool setting that it worked out in that hotel room, and and it's funny because. They said when I arrived there the first night, the night before, the day before it was, was, was going on, in the middle of the night I arrived, I get the shuttle. I call the hotel. They send the shuttle. So it's the right shuttle. It's the right hotel that I thought. And then he's taking me. It's like 2.33 in the morning to the hotel. I'm like, wait, there's the hotel. And he took a left. I'm like, and I didn't say anything. I'm like, he must know something. I don't know. And he hands me this piece of paper. He says, just show this at the front desk. And he pulls into the window. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. I get, get in there. I'm bleary-eyed, middle of the night. And you're like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, you're one of the apparently as i said the crown plaza there uh was it no though i was the Wyndham that went down the air conditioning went down so i was at the at the crown plaza it was a great hotel right there by indianapolis airport and had a nice day um but nice. eventually they got the ac rolling at the red pill expo and yes that was the crown plaza was where i was broadcasting from friday and monday uh let's see what else we got to do today on the show oh you got another list we can go through to see accurate or not or not. I like these lists. These, these are easy in terms of going through them. This is my 10 tiny steps to boost your gut health. Uh, this is the gut health guru, Dr. Megan Rossi's tips to making a meaningful difference to your microbes. Hmm. You know, I, I don't like the term guru personally. You know that? It's like, oh, you're the health guru. I'm like, uh, you know, all right, whatever. I get what you, you mean by it. but I, Well, I'm going to guess that she probably doesn't refer to herself as a guru, but it looks yeah. good in the headline, right? But you know, but they, but they actually in the headline they they capitalize the health gut guru. Maybe maybe she does. Uh, yeah, maybe so. All right. Well, if you like to do that, that's fine. So here's the list. First one on the list. Go ahead and full screen it. It's pretty interesting. Oh, this is intriguing. Buy a new type of fruit and vegetable each week. And, and my my suggestion here would be to grow something <laughs> first. Yeah, I know you can't grow everything, but buying. Well, why you can? I guess you can, but. Eventually, that might be not so easy. You might find unique things only available in your area at the time where supply chain disruptions become so obvious. But the concept is sound that, you know, you're offering something for your microbiome that may alter it. That should be good. And uh, she's not talking about buying a new Twinkie, a new flavor of Twinkies. <laughs> she's talking about fruits and vegetables, real food. So that's cool. Uh, here's a good one. This, this you could do even more of, but not many people do. And certainly after I break a fast, I'm much more conscious of this. Chewing 10 to 20 times or more for each mouthful. And I'm also guilty of not doing it sometimes. And, you know, we all are when we're hungry. It's like, oh, I'm going to wolf it down. And then you end up a little bloated or burpy and stuff like that because you didn't really start the process of digestion thoroughly. But, yes, when I break my fast, I'm very conscious of I'm going to break that stuff down in my mouth as I'm introducing it over the course of, you know, that, that meal where you're breaking the fast. Uh, having a morning cup of tea or coffee, staying hydrated. Now, some people will say there's certain kind of things like uh, diuretics in coffee that might not be hydrating, even though there's water in it or tea. So I would say opening up with a glass of molecular hydrogen water, like my Synergy Science water, is better to start. And then then I move into my mate tea after that. Can, but you, I take make, can you make coffee with hydrogen water? You can. I mean, you, you're going to find that in, in the boiling process, you probably boil off no, the hydrogen. No, it doesn't hydrogen. boil. It just gets yeah. more hot. But What, the coffee? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to burn off. But yeah, you're cleaning the water enough. Now, when I make my uh, uh, morning cardio miracle, 
I'm using the hydrogen water, of course, and mixing that in. Now, this is interesting, dude. Yeah. Look, look at what it says here, the last sentence of number three. It says, despite the old wives' tale, yeah. moderate caffeine intake around mm. three single shots of coffee or tea per day has been shown to be as hydrating as water. Yeah. What do you think about that? Liar! Oh, man. Yeah. Come right? on. Look, if you're drinking a diuretic, okay, yes, arguably the water content of coffee and tea could get into you and hydrate you. But yeah. if you're if you're totally honest with it, then it's removing water faster than if it was just water would be because there's something okay. stimulating that uh, diuretic action. So I don't think it's identical. I can get their argument. I know what I but I don't think it's complete. By okay. the way, did you see that Layla Ali thing you're playing at the top of the I hour? Did. That was oh, awesome. Of course I saw it. I played it. Okay. Layla Ali using Echo Water, <laughs> uh, which is so, so totally cool. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so breathing exercise to de-stress your gut. Uh, whenever it's, I got no problem with that. Breathing exercise is great. Breathing through your nose. We've done some breathing uh, uh, guests, if you will. Well, all our guests typically do breathe, but, but focal point on breathing more than others. Uh, and so that's a good tip. No problem there. Get sweetness from fruit, not sweeteners. So products with artificial sweeteners may seem like it. No, they don't seem like a good option here. But that's a, a mainstream news article, of course, they're publishing. Uh, so, yes, uh, going for sweeteners that are complete with minerals, not refined, is a difference maker in your life. And uh, as I violate it after the show, in case I do have my daughter's birthday cake, we'll see where that goes. Uh, <laughs> choose premixed fruit, veg, and beans. What is this? Premixed packs. Fresh. She's really talking to the mainstream audience here. They're like, I, I don't cut vegetables. I have to get it pre-cut and mixed. I, I mean, that's a level of luxury. I mean, yeah, I get it. And if you're on the go and you don't cut vegetables, is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying. For people that she's directing this at, will like be yeah. it would turn their nose up if you like. You may have to cut my own vegetables. No, just get them pre-mixed, pre-ready, and all of that. Well, I mean, as long as you're getting a good quality, there's nothing wrong with that, right? I mean, mm -hmm. granted, listen, I know, and we've we've talked about this on the show before. Yeah, you know, there's always been that debate over fresh versus frozen, right? Mm -hmm. Frozen is as good as fresh, and so, I you know, it's I think it's still it, it be it depends on the quality of the vegetable before it's either cut or or frozen. Yeah, that's right? true. But let, what about this argument, Super D? Uh huh. That the contact with the process of, of, of cutting vegetables and, and doing those things, all the way back from growing it even in an ideal circumstance, there's something else. There's a plus factor that only in what recent human history has it been possible to just everybody goes out and just has stuff made for them or it's already prepared for them and they do minimal stuff. And I get it for those of you that just you're in the kitchen all the time. I know, honey. Love you. Thank you. It, 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 convenience is great. I'm just saying there's some plus factors there that yeah. may not be the target audience for this article, perhaps, you know, going in. I think you're overthinking it. Okay. I could be. I could be. Whatever. All right. Poop? <laughs> Pop a poop step in your bathroom? I like that one. Is she talking about like a squatty potty kind of thing? She is. Yeah. See, have you ever used one of those? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't use that brand, but we just have a stool that we use because when you elevate your knees when you're sitting on the potty, uh, it helps to fully evacuate the colon more completely. Whereas with your feet are hanging down on the ground or just hanging and dangling, if you're really short, it's harder to you know, remove all of the contents of the colon that need to be removed. You don't need to be hanging in there with that. So, yeah, Squatty elevate, party. elevate that. You know, I'm not they're not a sponsor of ours, but that concept you can you can make your own. It's not that difficult. They but. were a sponsor at TRN when we were at TRN, though. Yeah, I do remember. And that. I think their commercials did play during our show once in a while. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That was good. Eight. Swap your 
tight trousers for stretchy clothes. This is definitely a British thing. Shout out to our friends at UK Health Radio. I don't know which shows. I just noticed that they're like four out of our six shows they, ca- they carry. I don't know which ones they are. Do you, Super D? Who? Uh, UK Health Radio. Oh, no, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Well, Interesting. I you, but swap tight trousers for stretchy clothes. All right, tight pants syndrome for a lot of reasons. That's a good basic concept. For those of you back in the day, tight pants, points hardly an ounce. Remember that? That was a, a Night Moves uh, song. I think... <laughs> Manfred Mann, I think. No, that he did. Uh, that was blinded by the light. Night moves was by Bob Seger. Yeah, Bob, Bob Seger. Yeah, and the sil- was it the, the silver silver bullet band? Bullet yeah. band. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, nine pizza or takeaway. See, they call it takeaway in Great Britain. UK calls it takeaway. We call it takeout. Yeah. yeah. Add an extra veggie. So if you're getting a favorite takeaway or takeout, add some veggies to it. Whether it's adding greens to your pizza topping, lentils uh, to your curry sauce, or Another side veg uh, to your roast, your Sunday roast. Number 10, avoid large meals three hours before bed. Now, this, this is the concept of eating so much, so massively before bed that you have nightmares or your sleep is disrupted because you've, you've challenged your digestive system to the point where it's still working on assimilation while you're trying to sleep, where it should be working on uh, more detoxification pathways overnight where other other things are are trying to rest so yeah basic tips i don't have a problem with most of these things so um interesting ask megan segment that we've never done before on the robert scott bell show (laughs) so from there we go to picky eaters uh picky eaters most parents fear their children aren't getting enough nutrients in their diet and and look even if they're not picky eaters let's be honest about the food quality even organic food doesn't contain the minerals it once did. My classic example is copper, as we've been talking a lot about copper deficiency lately, and that when we looked at the list of uh, uh, minerals that have been depleted over the last 100 years or so that they've been categorizing and cataloging the presence or absence of these minerals in the soil, you find that of all the minerals, copper is depleted more than any other, almost 80% depletion. So even if you're eating a a good diet, you still got to be concerned about not getting enough of the nutrients. The question is, are you going to take a Flintstone vitamin, which is artificial, synthetic, and other, otherwise unable to be utilized by the body, or are you finding, like we talk about here, the whole food type supplements that Jonathan at ChooseToBeHealthy.com carries? And if you aren't finding that at your local health food retailer, which I want you to support as well, just go, go on over to ChooseToBeHealthy.com, and when you check out getting all the good whole food supplements we recommend, that's not Whole Foods brand, these are 100% whole food supplements, then you enter the code RSB5 to get a little discount. Jonathan says thank you to you, the Robert Scott Bell Show listener or viewer, uh, for supporting, again, an independent small family business like that. And they do great work, and Jonathan does great work. Great, sincere man of great integrity. Choose to be healthy.com for all of your whole food nutritional needs. And again, not brand name whole food, but what I mean by lowercase whole food uh, options that you have. So supplementing your diet is good, and there's nothing wrong with being concerned about your kids not getting enough nutrients, particularly if they are picky, uh, beyond just you know normal eaters, if you will, whatever that might be. Uh, so yeah, supplementing. Were is- your kids picky eaters when they were little? Yeah, they still are. They still are. Huh? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's interesting because um, my my kids yeah. which were kind of picky. My daughter, especially, one of my daughters was really really picky. Yeah. Um, but I I have seen the way that they have brought Riley up. Mm-hmm. 
And surprisingly, Riley will eat pretty much everything. That's awesome. And that is yeah. awesome. And I yeah. think it has a lot to do with how you introduce food to them when they're young. Mm-hmm. You know, if you make the mistake of, of giving them kid stuff, right? Yeah. Versus giving them food, mm-hmm. a lot of people make that mistake. Uh, if they grow up eating a, a diverse yeah. diet, then mm-hmm. they 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 have a tendency to stick with it. Just try not to try not to give in. Yeah, uh, I, it was funny. Super when my kids were younger, they would have a more widely yeah, I'll eat almost anything. And then as they get older, they start developing their oh, I don't oh, like. So it was that. kind of the other way around. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of opposite in a sense. Interesting. It's not like it. They won't eat anything, but they won't eat anything. So. Not really. <laughs> so uh, let's see what we got to talk about as we're wrapping up. Good, good, uh, exciting discussions apparently in the chat room. I just noticed that. Uh, Steven says I could have an RSB show, a sofa segment, the sofa segment. Although I, I'm looking at behind me, it'd be more like the lounge chair segment or the, uh, the lazy boy segment. I don't think it's a brand lazy boy, but that concept is different than being on a sofa for some reason. We'll have to see about developing that. Um, let's see. Michael Bolden says, my vet just told me not to freeze veggies for my parents after they've been cut since there's still oxidation happening in the freezer over time. Well, yeah, fresh veggies were designed to eat them that way. And we diminish the, the, the pristine aspect of it when we freeze them. It doesn't mean it's not sustaining life. But yeah, especially for smaller animals, that could be problematic over time. Uh, let's see. Are we going to? Oh, cardio miracle, good or bad for diabetes? Was was there a question that I missed from Pat? She just messaged uh, in the chat room about cardio miracle, good or bad for diabetes. Or is that something we've already done and Pat may have missed? I apologize for not remembering if we've done that one or not. I, re- I do remember a question that came in from Pat recently. Uh, is that the one or is there a new one that uh, Pat has submitted to us? Do you know? Because I don't. Are you even paying attention to me? You're multitasking. I was doing I was doing producer stuff there a second. Okay, um, no I don't know. I did not see a question, but I mean, it's an easy question to ask. Yeah, is it good for diabetes? Yes or no? Well, yeah, no, it's good. There's no problem for diabetics. In fact, we know that uh, a lot of diabetic problems that manifest, including especially vascular integrity. Now, it is not su- supplying the 100% whole food GTF chromium that we utilize. We get that from the Food Research brand now. Uh, that Jonathan, it used to be healthy carries, and I, I still do. Uh, now they're 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 capsules, they're not tablets. What we used to do use, and I still do one three times a day. Sometimes even a fourth one when I'm traveling, because that's also good for the liver. But what do we know about the vascular benefits of uh, nitric oxide production sustained? It's sensational. I mean, a lot of the worst cases of diabetes, including the, uh, the what we call that uh, amputation of feet and lower limbs, is because uh-huh. of poor circulation. So you got, yeah, you got the packets there uh, for travel size. We were we were passing out packets. People were having a good time at the Red Bill Expo uh, down in the Cardio Miracle. One morning there, I think I put two packets in a larger bottle of water and was chugging on that for the day. That was good. Uh, I've started putting two scoops in my bottle yeah. okay. every day because then I'm then I, I I'm kind of cheating a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Because I drink water throughout the day as well anyway, so I'm not missing out on the water. But I I like do it like a, a double concentration. Yeah. In the bottle when I drink it, so I get my two doses. Yeah. I think Pat mentioned yesterday with Stan, we might have mentioned diabetes in the midst of the conversation with uh, with everything. I just okay. don't recall that. 
I was out of bleary out of my mind getting ready to fly out that afternoon and everything. Does everybody know? Did they ever figure everybody figure out that we did the show like a few hours early and then and then replayed it? I don't know. Nobody said anything to me about yeah. it, but it was an interesting thing yesterday because I looked at the schedule. I'm like, I have all day before I hit the plane flight, but based on when the plane flight would be, it would be too tight. It would be impossible. I would miss my flight if I did the show live. So we actually recorded as if we were live, and I think it was going out to the world. I know my wife watched it. She knew it was going out, and she was watching it, I think, on um, uh, what's uh, Telegram? Because on our Telegram mm-hmm. channel, fans of RSB show hasn't. By the but, way, we're going out on Twitter today. That's weird. That's just weird. I don't know what to say about that, Super. I'll, let, I'll put you in charge of that one. Because okay. I'm like, well, we're just glad to be back on Twitter. I don't like Twitter, but I, yeah. You know. We're, I thought we're now we, that Elon we, Musk is not on or something, but anyway, well, apparently we'll we're going out on that. We'll see. So we'll see what happens, how long that lasts. Uh, let's see. Doug said he's concerned about the carbs in it. Oh, I got you. Well, in that case, as I said, if you are dealing with an extreme sensitivity to any carbohydrate, obviously that's an, a gross deficiency of chromium. We need to really repair or rebuild those stores of chromium. Well, okay, so let's let's look at this here. One serving, mm-hmm. according to this, total carbohydrates five milligrams. Yeah, it's not a significant source. That's but like like super it, like nothing. Yeah. I if mean, somebody is so so concerned or so sensitive, then they they got other problems, and they yeah, really need. And to I mean the the, the carbohydrates that you're getting. Mm-hmm. I mean total sugars mm-hmm. is I think that's less than one gram. Yeah. Of the five. So, yeah, I mean, five milligrams, I mean, you could like brush up against a, a, a muffin and get mm. more carbohydrates than yeah. <laughs> what you're getting from this. Unless, like Robert said, you're more, more, uh, you're It's an extreme example of zero carbs. And yeah, there's a problem. Yeah you, should, certain... yeah, you should be okay. It's not sweetened with sugar. I'm trying to remember what it's sweetened with. It's, it's in like there. There's a little stevia like in there as well. Yeah. We got a great insight from Pat about the, the couch p- p- potential or possibility. Yeah. She says, don't do the monologue on the couch. If you get too worked up and animated, it would look incongruent. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. The monologue would not be the appropriate place to, to be. If not, the couch would not be right. Right. Um, but, I, you know, and I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Mm-hmm. But and if you guys happened to catch the show yesterday, I mean, did you get the same vibe that I did? That it was like we were hanging out mm-hmm. with Robert Scott Bell in his living room, just kind of having a conversation and, and talking about stuff versus a show. Here's the Robert Scott Bell show. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. No, it was like we were just hanging out. And I, yeah. I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. I liked it personally. Okay. Well, we're and it, 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 you were more chill. Yeah. As well. Now, maybe in some cases that may not be a good thing. I may throw a story at you that you're supposed to get angry about. And I'm going to have to stand just, on the couch like Tom You'll Cruise. be kicking back and just be all chilled out about it. But right. I yeah. thought it was kind of neat. Yeah. I don't mind. I, I, I was comfortable. I do like standing up. Uh, now, I but, know you've been talking about You've been wanting to figure out a way to do shows outside. Yeah. And remember, I did that a couple of weeks back when the right? computer wasn't cooperating. That's and, another and, thing. Yeah. We just got to figure it, out the lighting on that situation. Yeah, because so. it's harder to, to back with the backlighting like that to do it. But it, yeah, it's fun to do out, outdoor shows. I enjoy that. Yeah. We did that one outdoor show, remember, at the uh, Nurse Freedom Network with Kimberly Overton. By the way, Kimberly mm-hmm. was at the uh, Red Pill Expo. It was so great to see Kimberly. 
And, uh, but yeah, we did an outdoor one and I, and I, I switched it around because I put the event behind us. Normally you're facing the event, but then people would be looking at a parking lot. It's not interesting. So putting your back to the, the event, it's kind of exciting because you get to see what's happening, but I don't see what's happening, but oh, well, I don't need to see what's happening. I'm there. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. We got two minutes left. Okay. Show a qu- poll question of the day. Poll question of the day. Yeah. Um, why do you is, love freedom? Why do you? Oh no, that's not the it. The average cost of a four-year college degree is thirty-five thousand plus dollars. Some of them is the cost worth the benefit. I actually got an email from Christine. Christine's like, "Where can I get that cheap four-year degree?" Yeah, where is that um, community college? Now, now here's here. I I looked it up. I I, I searched to see what a four-year degree costs, mm. and in the chart that I was looking at, uh, a four a a year at an a uh, public in-state college was around ten thousand dollars a year okay Okay? now there's probably some other uh, you know things that doesn't probably include room and board but but this is you know uh if you're going to a private high not a private no yeah now now what we're talking about for a private what i saw was like 30 some odd thousand dollars a year right that four years is one year yeah so you know i mean you exceptional you lay it on the line at 10 grand a year is it worth it what what do the folks say i'm gonna Uh, say no no, sixty-one <laughs> percent uh, said no. Seventeen percent said yes, and twenty percent said Robert Scott Bell. I mean, not sure. What? <laughs> um, no, that that's really a good sign when people start seeing that sending your kids to college is not a good deal. It's a debt trap. And, Outside and the, of very few extreme circumstances, it is the whole not reason debt. why I even came up with that poll was there was an article mm-hmm. that was asking about. Uh, whether college is worth the cost. And in the survey they did, about half of Americans, only half thought that so it was worth the cost. we're smarter here because it's 60% of us. Uh, that's right. I think that's cool. That's right. Totally cool. So we're going to take a break momentarily. And, and if you want to uh, join us, uh, if you're live, in 60 seconds, we'll be back with the bonus round. Apparently, Super Don condenses that to like an instant blip. Snap. I just cut out the music. I figured there's no okay. reason why people listening to COD, the the, the podcast needs, need to listen to the yes i know oh my god what are you saying yes. so cod? we've got we i like we, cod cod is good you like cod uh all right fish yeah, i'm hungry fish. we're gonna take a, a moment to break pause if you want to stick around for the fast and loose what do we call it bonus round we'll be back we'll be on the we'll virtual talk, couch after this we'll be and we'll be uh talking also about who's coming up this week we've got some interesting things and yeah. uh, thank you all for being here and sharing the show. If you enjoyed it, tell your friends the place for health, freedom, and healing liberty because the power to heal is yours. I was just noticing an article coming through from the Alliance for Natural Health. I just sent it to you, Super D. It is about CBD's uncertain future. I'm like, are they really? The FDA thinks they're going to curtail the use of CBD as a supplement at the federal level. I thought that ship had sailed. That was into this morning's newsletter. Actually, yeah. I caught that. You did, it's like, really? They think they could? Uh, I think that's been Tenth Amendment determined already. Well, Maybe and I almost brought it up because you you made a comment earlier mm-hmm. um, about 
you know, CBD, people aren't as excited about CBD today yeah. as they, you know, they have been in the past. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I think that's true. Um, and, and you know, they have, the, but just the trying to take for, it away. I don't think they're going to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, look, it, try, it doesn't maybe. mean CBD is not important or that CBD doesn't work. It's mm-hmm. just that, uh, a lot of people, unfortunately think CBD is just CBD, no matter where you get it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, cause you can go to seven 11 and it's right next to the five hour energy drink. Yeah. But those um, people aren't typically listening to our show. No, and that the, you know, not all CBD is created equal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's become a thing where you know you can you get it everywhere. So it just means that you have to be more picky about you know where you get it and what's in it. You need to know. Um, but it doesn't mean also that the government is now like, oh, cool, okay, yeah, we have no problem with CBD. They're still mm-hmm. trying to keep it from being fully approved in everything and research being done into is still being being well they're, they're playing protection racket for the drug industry in other words well yeah, yeah because what you know i mean how many things can you replace with cbd right yeah, a, lot, a lot you know yeah. <laughs> the government's and the other thing is is that we we kind of knew this was coming mm-hmm. when this happened but you remember when they came out with what's it called epidiolex yeah of course yeah. It became an FDA approved. Therefore, it can't exist as a supplement. That's what they said. Right. And the so people have that... spoken. The states have largely spoken on it. And the, the yeah. Farm Bill did something, but there's still gray areas that they don't want to, you know, allow the freedom. And so right. I say, don't ask for permission where none is required. They say here in this article from ANH, you know, the FDA has consistently complained that there isn't enough safety data to support the use of CBD in supplements. Yeah. Well, it's like if if we don't change the laws in order to open up, you know, massive research on CBD, mm-hmm. then how are you going to get the safety data? You know, it's like you guys are, are standing in the way of it, it moving on to the next level. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they're trying to still keep it from becoming, um, you know, 100% approved. And yeah, so there's some I think concern it's a that at some point they may try and 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 shut down. If they try to do enforcement action, I mean, it'll be met. I think at this point, at this so, point, I, the genie yeah. you can't put the genie back. I in think the ball, they right? can't. Yeah. Uh, by the way, shout out to Trinity School of Natural Health. They've uh, awarded uh, scholarships to three people: uh, oh. Dominique Etienne, J.C. Sittig, and Bobby Hallberg. Uh, congratulations! And you know the, the thing is the participation in things like the Health Freedom Expo and. They're doing their uh, 30 day, 30 mile run uh, virtual. Those things help raise money for the scholarship uh, funds. And that gives uh, support for those that need help to do Trinity. Although for the most part, you know, they said about Trinity school, what's so awesome. It's not so unobtainable or unaffordable. Most people could do it without going into debt. And, and that's wonderful for the amount of information you will learn. And for those that need help, that's nice that they have a, again, a scholarship fund. So congratulations to them. And, Thanks to Trinity School for supporting uh, just about anybody to be able to get there. And I appreciate that for, about them uh, really helping out. So. so, hey, I just got a phone call. Yeah. From Maggie. Yes. Our loyal listener, Maggie. Mm-hmm. And she suggested that you do the bonus round in your easy chair. <laughs> that's it. Well, that's an easy thing. How would I? Yeah. I mean, right? it's like that's what the, the concept of the bonus round is that, isn't it? It's right. like. Let's just like throw caution in the wind. Just a rhetorical back. easy chair, yeah. but now it could be a literal, a literal uh, one. So yeah. I I would have to figure out technologically in that sixty second window 
how do I convert what you see course, here? I think you would need to, to kind of do like you have to put on like a smoking jacket and have a pipe in your hand. Uh, yeah, I do need that. I, right. You know, we could have a fireside chat with Robert Scott. Bell. But you know what I would have to do? I would have to have a secondary microphone, a secondary camera and still have access to this. I mean, how would I do that functionally? What maybe, you would do yeah. is because you've done it. I think you've done it. Or have, you, have we tried you do, doing your, uh, your phone on Restream? No, we haven't. But oh, that you know would what? work. You That's would just a, connect via phone, or I could connect via my laptop. Keep this thing rolling. Absolutely, and you can see, and we could select. We just could switch over. Through. Yeah, yeah, that could be done. Totally. All right, all right. Now I'm thinking, just thinking of how we could do that. All right, <laughs> all right. That's an interesting thought. That'd be I a like good it. good I test like of it. it. We all cut right. over. I have it activated behind me, and we try it. All right, I'm it thinking. would totally work. Yes. Yeah. That's interesting. All right, look it at Maggie totally coming work. through. In fact, I mean, think about it. You could have your laptop set up, uh, you know, like out, out in the garden, and you could just, we could suddenly switch over, and you're doing a garden update, right? Boom, you're yeah. you're there. That is true. Hey, anyway. All right, it's Speaking good of garden update, did you see the video that I sent you over the weekend? I or? did watch it. Can you play it for everybody or not? Is that too it's much? It's like four minutes long. Yeah, because when you long. sent it, I was on the, I think I was on a, I don't remember, but I couldn't download it, and now I have it, but I had to You really to want to spend it. the next four minutes looking at my garden? Well, if you can talk us through what we're witnessing, or do well, you no, do no, that no. It's, it's, there's vi there's It's audio it's and narrated video. as well. Yeah. Or you can pick out some of the highlights. I, I didn't get the well, I don't have, though. I can't do that on the fly. Well, I'll just say this in the meantime. It's really cool. Let me just yeah. say that I have doubled. I have doubled the watering on the garden, okay. um, and the plants have responded. Hooray! Oh, everything we got is everything's gone. And I mean, I can look out right now, and I can well, well, I did this morning anyway. The zucchinis are blooming now. Nice, yeah. And you know, we've the, got the so flowers many on a here. zucchini. They're are huge. big, yeah, yeah. No, we've got bees all over. I love it. Uh, got so many tomatoes now coming in. Um, zucchinis, uh, delicatas. Um, we got raspberries and blackberries that are happening. Uh, a lot of things are coming up. We're, we're collecting beans every day, green beans every day. Uh, so it's starting to manifest. My potatoes are like, they're not ready for harvesting, but they have gone bonkers. I've been so pleased. And even some of them, I didn't think were coming up, just took a, took a while and they're, they're, they're here. Uh, so there's some really cool stuff happening out in the garden. I'm loving it. And I'm just already thinking, Oh, we got four seasons. We won't have this forever. So, Let's keep this going. Let's let's have some abundance. In fact, we're running uh, the freeze dryer right now because we had a fair number of cherries, right? Some of our, our cherry bushes gave us a lot of cherries, and so we're freeze drying them uh, for preservation purposes. Uh, that's part of the process when you have abundance. That's one of the things you can do. Uh, so, and some people can them. Some people turn them into jams and jellies and things. So there's a lot of options there. So, what kind of cherries uh, are they? Um, I don't even know the name of them, but it was two years ago. I planted, uh, two cherry bushes, they were called and two cherry trees. And those weren't Bing, but they were another form that were more, they're redder or brighter red and a little bit more tart. Hmm. But the first year or two years, I wasn't smart enough to figure out how to keep the birds away. So we never really got to get, but hardly oh, one or right. two. That's before, this that's year, before the snake. This year, yeah, this year I put the rubber snakes and it did it all of the, I, I hardly lost any cherries at all. And uh, we had, you know, a bunch of them. So my wife was able to cut them up, get them ready for freeze drying today. And I ate a bunch of them too. And they were good when they were ripe, they're sweet enough. Yes, tart. But we have, uh, I planted a couple of bings, but they didn't produce the big trees that I planted this year. 
And and so the of the two trees, one tree didn't make it uh, of of previous year. So I put that tree in between the two cherry bushes, and and I got some good stuff this year on that. Uh, so, but it was a late freeze that put the kibosh on even the apricots this year, unfortunately. Oh, this is you. All right, so here's Here the I don't hear it garden either. update. No, I'm not going to play the lettuce. Okay, I had to cut that off. Yeah. The lettuce. Uh, You're lettuce. doing better on lettuce. A couple weeks ago, we're, we're starting, anemic on lettuce. Because I ended starting up with to come this back. Guy so are you using the orange guard on it so that the aphids will get a little sad. Yeah, I'm keeping a close eye on that now after yeah. what happened. Yeah, and there's the bunch of onions. Really those well are the now. tomatoes there. You see all those? Yeah, yeah they came back, right? They came back, dude. They totally just... You've got them caged. Look at that. That one, there's a cage on that one. I only had two cages to work, but i got to get a couple more. But that was the one that was the tallest. So flowers I think these are the pair. But they're starting to get the little flowers uh, on that. So did you go live with this video or you recorded it? No, I just recorded it. just recorded it. And then here's the beats that I was talking about before. And I just zoomed in on there to show people. Everybody's like, oh, you didn't wait long enough. Well, there's still some there. But they haven't changed. They're supposed to have rings above ground. Nothing growing from these things. I don't know if there was something wrong with the plants when I got them. I don't know. Anyway, there's... There's the zucchini. Yep, yep. Super fast. Uh, look at that flower. And, and do you have any bees? Have you seen any bees? I know you like them. I have no bees at this okay. point. I hopefully they show up when right you're there. out there. There's another one. Purple broccoli. And then there's the broccoli. I have no idea how the broccoli I've grows. Never, so your broccoli looks broccoli just like mine with no broccoli. Just the there's big nothing. broccoli bees. So if anybody out there, we can ask Marjorie Wildcraft why that. <laughs> <laughs> we've got, we both have broccoli plants with no broccoli on it. Just big leaves. Uh, yeah. I don't know what to I do. I mean, it looks nice. It's doing really well. That I need to look at you, and you're out of the chair. He's walking. Everybody sees walking. He didn't even wait. Whatever. And then I was just pointing out. See, there's the bed. Yeah. I still have not fixed that corner. Really has, yeah, but you uh, still are using it. So that's I, good. I, well, I'm using it, but it doesn't have any planted in it. And I was thinking, well, here's where I'll grow the carrots. But I don't know if that's too shallow. No, grow they, they'll fans. grow in shallow. They'll grow in shallow too. Well, they, they'll, so, just be, they'll just be like, short and stubby. Maybe but hey, Super D, go back. For, well, you can't go back, but, but just get a, well, I, a bracket, a corner bracket, might and you could just screw it in, and it's Currently fixed. It has, a corner uh, bracket, metal bracket with screws, and you don't. Well, do I think all I got to do is just pull the screws out and just re, redo it. It'll or that is, yeah. Yard artwork. So anyway, this is by the way, for those listening to the podcast, you're not seeing what we just saw the video of Super Don. So proud of him. He's really everything bad I said about him. I take it back. <laughs> all of it. All of it. Every bit. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't Who knew that's all I had to do? That's all I do is complain about you. You know that when we're off here. It's annoying. <laughs> no, I do not. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's see here. Anyway. What else we got? Uh, let's see what is happening. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do a tour of mine now. You've showed me up. You've did a great job. I'm gonna all have to. Right. Tour well, of mine. you 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 were way ahead of me on that one. Yeah, but uh, all right. So let's take a look at what we got coming up this week. Okay, uh, what's left of it anyway? Today yeah. is Tuesday. We've got a we've got a conference call right after here after the show. By the way, we do. We do. Am I involved in that one? You should be. Yeah. Okay. With with our friend Larry Cook. Oh, Larry! I haven't talked to him in a long time. That's gonna yeah. be awesome. So yeah. uh, tomorrow, yeah. Uh, in hour one, we have yep. got Rick Jaffe coming back. Ooh, yeah, he's got a big suit against California. He's just filed a, a new lawsuit, and we'll, okay. we'll, we'll find out more about that. If Ty Bollinger isn't uh, going to the dentist or something like that, we will have him tomorrow, mm -hmm. an hour or two like normal. And okay. then on Thursday, 
Jonathan E. Moore in hour one, and in hour two, and actually this got altered slightly. Yeah. Doctor Simone Gold, America's yeah. frontline doctors, will right. be joining us to talk about what's going on with her. If you yeah. haven't heard this, you know what happened. She ended up getting uh, uh, sentenced to like sixty days. Yeah. In jail for for being there on, on January sixth. Yeah. Um, and so we'll get uh, to talk with her. Her schedule changed slightly, so okay. we're going to bring her in, like, in the last 15 minutes with Jonathan E. Moore. With Jonathan Which I that? thought, why not? No, I haven't talked to him about that, but I okay. think that would be cool. Well, give um, him a heads up, at least, because that's an I interesting will. thing. Okay. I will. So we'll have them both on starting at about a quarter to, to you know, the, uh, till the hour. Okay. Um, we'll get them both on at the same time. And then on Friday, mm -hmm. uh, Marjorie Wildcraft comes back. All right, and we might not have to ask her about broccoli because both Christy and uh, Katie have said that that broccoli has just take time for the broccoli to show up. So maybe Do we just really? gotta just gotta keep nourishing, it, giving it love. I'm looking at the plant. I'm like, yeah. wow, that is like a really hearty plant. It's yeah. doing really well. It's like, but where the heck does a broccoli head? Where come is out a broccoli exactly? Yeah. So does it come out of the ground? Does it no, like gonna, grow gonna, out of the side of the? It's gonna come out of the plant itself. So you'll see it. Okay. I've seen it grow, but it was just like I haven't gotten. Now it here's to do my it. concern: it's getting really tall. Yeah. So do I need to put that in a cage as well, or? I don't think so. Broccoli's not light; it's heavy, right? Yeah. So I think like it's a... strong, but if you notice, the stalks will get thick. They'll they'll handle it. Okay. I think it'll be fine. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So leave the plant after you harvest. The main head and side shoots will grow. Okay. All right. Cool. And and mine is going to be purple broccoli too. Which nice. is kind of you like, just have to go all purple. You're like Prince. I'll be honest. With, no, look, I'll be honest with you. When I went to go buy the stuff, mm -hmm. all the other broccoli was gone. Oh, all they had the was purple. the purple broccoli. So I was like, okay, I guess we're going to do purple broccoli. Kids like purple, right? Yeah. I wonder yeah, if it's it different. I had a purple potato today, and those have a distinct flavor too. Oh, man. I've got so many varieties of heirloom potatoes that I planted. Yeah. I'm so excited to harvest later yeah. whenever that happens. Uh, I just like, they, they, decided where i put it in the back of the house where it was like partially sated partially sun and they have and i i, I remediated the soil and did that because it was really clay heavy and, and very alkaline and i acidified it a little bit and they are just going bonkers right next to my symphytum which is what bone set aka remember symphytum it is you don't remember that oh, God. you can't quiz me in bonus time i'm sorry in bonus time that's unfair isn't it it's comfrey, comfrey, comfrey. Okay. Remember, and Jonathan Emord got comfrey, and he put, he oh, put, put right. it for his, on his broken his ankle, own ankle thing. So, yep. So anyway, I hope everybody plans to sign up for the uh, protection uh, privacy uh, action plan. It's called Privacy Action Plan, and we have it linked up in the show notes today. Uh, uh, appreciate so much, um, Glenn Meter, for joining us today, giving us more options and learning about these things. Yeah. So that's happening Thursday, July fourteenth. And 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, two days, two hours from now when we're live right now, when you're hearing it for the first time or later. But sign up so even if you can't go live, you can get the download later. And that's all I got. Anything else in the chat room? No, we're all quiet here on, on the uh, – because Facebook, Facebook is still blocking so, us. Yeah. Yeah. I got to figure out some kind of workaround for that. Yeah. Because I mean, a lot of people did like watching us through Facebook. It's annoying. Maybe, no, maybe I can figure out a way for no it to reason. go through a different page. Like go through. 
I don't know. I'll, I'll figure. Should we set up a new like health freedom page or something? Yeah, but it's got to be a whole new account. It's not like we can set up a page with our account. Okay. We would have to create like a whole new account. Oh. Um, separate from ours and gotcha and do it that way because you know what I never got a notification mm -hmm. saying you are banned from streaming. No, there was nothing like so, that at all. Technically, they could not. Uh, go after me yeah. or us right. for trying to circumvent a banning because I never got banned that I know right. of. Right? Yeah, no, you didn't. So, you know, if you're going to ban, at least say something. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. We'll see. I miss Facebook. Yeah. All right. And I know well, a lot of people did. They watched us on Facebook. Yeah, they did. As much but as we hated love-hate relationship, as we say. Yeah. So, again, thanks y'all for being here and look forward to being back tomorrow on the air. Uh, God willing, less than 22 hours from now. You ready? Off the air. There's the button. It went off. I saw the light go off. Yeah, the dogs are ready. <laughs> Seriously, I got to think about how to set up for the uh, bonus round, at least like the uh, the chill kind of after show, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks Sounds for like the fun. suggestions. All right. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Later, taters.